just did. <sighs> this is this is why people hate you. Oh, there are a metric fuck ton of reasons why people metric. hate me, and that's probably on the bottom of the list. Daniel says, "What has four thumbs and no sound? You guys, we don't have sound because I put the mic on mute, motherfucker." <laughs> that right. reverb yeah beautiful turn that down just a little bit all right all right dude are we actually gonna start on time oh, we're one minute late one minute damn late. i'm gonna well, have to get ri- i have to write myself up thank you daniel thank you for joining us live very much appreciated <laughs> hostile so <laughs> i'll forgive you since you're wearing a ride lightning shirt Ooh, it's a tribute uh-huh Mandalorian. Oh. Blast the lightning. Oh, yeah. Giggity, nice. giggity. All right, all right. Live from the landing strip in Houston, Texas, it's the 394th edition of Houston Wrestling Radio. This is Abel. This is Chris. And thank you so much for tuning in today, guys. We very much appreciate each and every one of you. If you're watching us live, log into your YouTube account. Just like how Daniel is right now in the live chat. That way you could like fact check, talk shit, say hi, let us know that our microphones are out, whatever. We will involve you as best as we can in the show because I'll see it pop up here on my handy dandy smartphone. And uh, I'll, I'll try to, you know, get some participation going. If you're not watching this live, that's okay. You can still interact with us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Houston Wrestling Radio. <laughs> Chris! What's up, man? Bam! It's been a while. Yes, it has been a while. Two weeks to be exact. Yes. Did anything happen while we were gone? The Royal Wumble. What? The Royal Wumble happened. Ah, Hachiman. Yes. So, Royal Rumble's over. What's the first thought that pops in your mind? Wow, this didn't get me to start watching WWE again. This is my first time watching WWE since October. And I think there was a little bit of high hopes that, you know what, maybe I've been too harsh of a critic. Maybe this will kind of bring me back into the fold. It's the beginning of WrestleMania season. So maybe I can start, you know, getting back into it. Maybe. But by the time the show was done, I was like, nah. Oh. Nah. Sorry. Oh. Sorry, bro. Here's where the topics begin. Okay. Where in during the whole four hours of that show did the red flag, the white flag go up and you surrendered? You were done. I would say it's probably the Romo matches themselves. Both of them? Both of them. Both of them. Which one happened first? I don't even know. The women's happened first. The women's happened first, right? Yes. Yeah. I was not a fan of. Of how Mickey was unceremoniously just gone. Yeah, she got eliminated by Lita, but it was like, oh, hey, here's an elimination. You know, I wasn't that much of a fan of how, like, she came out. Yes, she had the little nameplate. Yes, she had the belt. And it's, oh, Impact Women's World Champ. Or Impact Women's Champ, not even World Champ. Impact Women's Champ. And that was it. They didn't make any mention of it. She just went in there, was a participant, participant, didn't have any other moments. You could tell she was fired up coming down to the ring. But the rest of crowd the... Crowd pop for her, too. The crowd pop, yeah. But the rest of what the WWE machine was going to do was bupkis. 
Zilch, Diddly, Squat, the Jack Root of Zero. That's how you like to do that, right? <laughs> I had a shit week that put a smile on my face. Thank you. Close Uh-oh. enough. <laughs> that slide. I think Mickey's slight was the least of my worries. I'm not oh, sh- we're just getting started, buddy. Because I'm, I'm the mathematician. I'm the banker. I do numbers. Yeah. Other than Mickey, do you realize that every single guest that showed up didn't even last long enough for the next entrant after them to show up? Yeah. Yeah. Cameron. Cameron oh. was one that I didn't like either. Now, I don't like Cameron. So me defending Cameron feels a little icky. Because I don't necessarily like her. Okay? But the story was there. There was a potential there with the tie-in with Naomi and and Sonya sitting on the side. And Sonya saying, wait, oh, that's Naomi's friend? Jeez, I wonder what happened if I were to, you know, take her out. Which, it was to the fuck on the nose that Naomi was the next one coming out as soon as, like, it got eliminated. Like, dude, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that right there, just the fact that it was, Naomi was just coming out next. It was like, ugh. The other thing, too, is that she just came in, tossed her out. Like, ugh. And so, if you weren't watching at home and had the benefit of commentary, you were watching in the arena, or if you had the (laughs) the TV turned on mute, man, you wouldn't have gotten that. You would, that whole moment would have past and the moment itself was just too short for what it is that they were trying to do what i would have preferred is if uh they they still did cameron came out then came out sonia cameron was like uh or, or cameron was in their wrestling then naomi came out and then naomi and cameron hug and embrace and this and that and then that's when that's when sonia's like wait what Oh, hell no. I'm going to take care of this. And then sneakily, after the moment's over, try to eliminate Cameron from you know, shenanigans. Then that would have been, hey, what the fuck? What did you do to my girl? And then that's how you would have done it. Not Preemptively made it to where nobody really noticed if you were there in the arena. And then it made the moment too short during the actual match itself. I think what made up for that yeah. was I got the elimination that I wanted. Mm-hmm. At least from the women's side. Talk to me. Mm-hmm. Naomi's kind of getting that Kofi Kingston rub where she's like the spot monkey. Where she's going to just, she's going to find the way to evade the eliminations. Right. And for Sony to be like, nah, bitch. Yeah. Oh, thank God. I don't want to have, I don't want this okay. shit to happen again. Okay. Especially if Kofi's going to try to do crazier monkey spots for the guys' eliminations, which right. we'll get to in a little bit. Right. But it's it was good that, like, Sonya's wasn't that long, so I could let it go. There wasn't a lot of the cliche WWE things that happened in a Rumble match. Somebody's mm. hiding for, like, 90% of the match outside. Sonya was. Kinda. Not for that long. Okay. Just like, okay, okay. It, was, it wasn't long enough for me to be, like, just uh. to get in the ring. Okay. Yeah. So... And then with trying to avoid the the eliminations and stuff the way Naomi and and uh, Kofi Kingston do. Other than the the laugh that I got that almost every guest didn't even stay long enough. They did enough uh, entrance cohesively as far as their booking on television. Yeah. To to make it as seamless as they could with what they had. Okay. And. 
I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this. This was actually the better Rumble than the men's match. That's fair. That's fair. Because, because at I least with the women, hope. we had surprises. And That's I, the other yeah. thing with the Rumble. With women, okay. we had surprises. You're not going to have NXT people? Cool. You brought back a whole bunch of people that I didn't think were still going to come. Yeah. You know? Uh, Ivory. Ivory coming out to write to censor stuff. Crap. That was cool. She doesn't age. She must... I, I, I popped when she was coming out to write, write to censor. And talking. Yeah. I unpopped when she was still talking as Beth threw her out. I was like, mm-hmm. dude, drop the mic. You're actually getting tossed around. Like, I don't know. And yeah, you're right. It goes back to that same point that you mentioned earlier. All the guests were tossed out before they, the next person was even got a chance to yeah. come out. So I was like, ah, I mean, that, that part kind of sucked. But if you want to talk about people getting eliminated way too early, I feel like Sasha was eliminated a little too early. A little too early. I, I kind of had her as like, oh, shit, she's coming out at the beginning. She might go all the way to the final four. I really thought that's what they were going to do. But then they didn't. Counter. Okay. Another WWE trope that someone that they from the beginning do. has to last to the very end. It's like, we can't. I feel all, you. The women can't all have Bluetooth. Somebody's got to go in and go out. I feel you. But I so. also feel like when she was eliminated, it was just like, what? No fanfare, right? No fanfare. Too a lot quick. of that happened. A lot of like, oh, she's, she's it gone. It might, and that's where booking might have been an issue with the guests. That if the guests aren't even lasting long enough, then regular eliminations aren't going to get that kind of a reaction either. Oh, don't judge. We got, I'm a high we got plenty. <laughs> I'm a high guy. I don't want them to know how much of a fat ass I am. Is that why we're both wearing black? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, a lot of the eliminations of people that we think mattered, it didn't come up. It wasn't portrayed that way in the story of the entire Rumble match. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a hard it's hard to live up to now because twenty twenty Royal Rumble with Brock and Drew that kind of raised the bar pretty fucking high on the expectations of what a good. Royal Rumble match can be, and now you have guys. And you still have spots that are open. You don't know who's coming. And then girls who still haven't, who haven't um, had the muscle memory with Royal Rumble matches to, to do something to stand out, to make themselves different yeah. from, from the guys. It's hard to keep that up, especially when you're in bigger arenas and, you're, and the expectations are just being raised higher and higher because of the audience that you have there. True. So True. I mean, all that you said is fair. So in that in in that sense, I, I oh. really do think the women pulled off a better job. I, in the night, yes, yeah, in the night. So there was still a little bit of hope, but my white flag was already starting to go up. Like, okay, whatever. Duh. So okay. what did Rousey do to it? Rousey was the one that made my white flag completely erect. <laughs> um, and I think it was again. I was like trying to like this and trying to get my 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 lust for wwe back but i just i I just don't have it you know um so when rousey went out there it wasn't a complete boner killer right it was like oh okay cool rousey uh oh she might win but what made me like oh Maybe this, this is something, maybe maybe something interesting will come of this. Maybe something interesting will come of this. Was that Shayna out there at the same time? When she came out. Yeah, and they kind of hinted at it. They kind of teased at it. But they didn't capitalize on it. Where I wanted one of two things. Rhonda and Shayna to explicitly team up to take out the other girls. Or Rhonda and Shayna to exclusively fuck each other up. 
Exactly. One of the two. And it didn't happen. Either way, like, I think it was Shayna smirked at her. And, like, that was it. There was an acknowledgement there. Was there. An, Once but, the acknowledgement was it. there, we're, I, I, I was foaming at the mouth. I was like, finally, something different. Yeah. You've been trying to do this four horsewomen storyline for five fucking years, and nothing, not, not nothing was in fruition. Nothing even broke the surface. Yeah, everything was still dead and buried. Yeah, the moment those two acknowledged each other and did like even a, a, a forty-five degree circle. Yeah, I was like, give it to me, give me something. This, something. this was the it, this felt like the equivalent of that Money in the Bank ladder match yeah. with AJ and Nakamura. And Nakamura got beat up early, so when he came out later mm. on and was going ham, yeah. and he was trying to grab the ladder, notice AJ Styles on your side, and that glimmer. They had that and he, standoff. And, and everybody was losing their collective shit at yes. home and in the arena. Yes. Yes. When I saw that with Ron and Shane, I was like, okay, I'm, I want this. I, was, yeah. the, the, the I wanted build, it a lot, too. The build was reaching that level. The, the more that we would have got of that, it could have rivaled or even surpassed the right. first Nakamura Styles tease. And the other hope... See, I'm looking at that. I'm just goosebumps right now just thinking yes. about Baszler and, and Rousey. The other hope out of that that was diminished was the fact that I thought, okay, Ronda's definitely not going to win. This is the beginning of an angle with Ronda and, and Shayna. Mm -hmm. So whether they're, they're, they're friends or enemies... Ronda's not winning because of the Shayna thing. They're going to do something there. They're going to start something. And it's not going to be as obvious that, oh, they're just giving it to Ronda. It could have been a fucking curveball. If they would have gone yeah. for the tag titles at Mania, something yeah. different. Yeah. You, have the, you have the tools there to do some kind be, of fusion be, that would be throw off wrestling fans. Exactly. A fusion that would throw off wrestling fans. And there's, there's story right there waiting to be made. You can take opportunities to make stories that don't always involve winning the, the Rumble, winning the championship, going to Mania. Mm -hmm. You know, and Royal Rumble, you have so many opportunities to do that. And I felt in this particular Rumble, there were so many opportunities that were missed like that. Mm -hmm. So when she just straight up won and Shayna was like, eh, and like... Didn't didn't uh, Ronda just eliminate Charlotte and that was it, right? Mm -hmm. And that's how she won. Yeah, I was like, oh, cool. I get Charlotte versus Ronda. <laughs> All right. So who's so Charlotte? Who's so gonna, Ronda eliminates Charlotte. Yeah. Ronda's winning the Rumble. You already come to the conclusion you're getting Ronda versus Charlotte at Mania. Yeah. After that match ended, that's it. That that's a, it. That, and wow. I'm disappointed as shit about it because. Charlotte is stale in my mind. I have Charlotte fatigue. And I haven't been watching since October. And I have Charlotte fatigue. You haven't even back a week. Yeah. <laughs> I was back a whole hour and a half. <laughs> and I already had Charlotte fatigue. Um, so I think the more interesting thing that could have happened is if Charlotte actually fucking won. Because then that whole thing about her leading into the buildup is Picking her opponent. I get to pick my opponent as a champion because I won the Rumble. Fuck. That's interesting. That's different. But you introduce that element and they didn't even do it. Right? So it's like, ah, okay. And you got eliminated by the person that won. Ah, okay. And I don't want to see Ronda versus Charlotte. I just don't. I just don't. I don't have Charlotte fatigue, but we got a taste of this at Survivor Series a few years ago, Daniel. and that wasn't good. Ronda picked Charlotte. Guess what? Yeah, thank you, Daniel. Yeah, yeah it just it wasn't, wasn't that good. Yeah. And it's... And see, who's the heel? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Better question. Who's, who's the, the face? face? Everybody hates freaking Charlotte. 
the way Ronda had been acting before she came back, fans were starting to be like, hey, fuck her. Yeah. You know, because she's pretty much just insulting the fans. Yeah. You know, like, ah, oh, you bunch of dumb marks. Like, hey, fuck you. So who are we going to cheer for? Right? Meh. 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 <laughs> so we just spent the last, like, five minutes talking shit about the women's Rumble match. Even though I said that it was better than the men's. It was. That's crap on the men's. Okay. <laughs> when Lashley beat Brock the way he did, was it a given that Brock was going to be one of the last five people in the Rumble? No. Neither did no. I. No. What I thought... Okay, let's let's go. Let's rewind. Before we could talk about the men's rumble, we have to talk about that match oh. and possibly another match. Oh. But Lashley versus Brock wasn't bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. It was it, it was what it was. Shenanigan ending. You have Roman coming out. That right there was enough. That ending right there was enough to say Roman. Versus Brock at Mania. The story was built right there. That would have been enough to... For, I, I'm taking a guess here. I'm sure that would have been enough to tell you... Yeah. You need to tune in on Monday. Yes, because after Not that Not even match, the bigger picture. Just for baby yes, steps. You just, I, I you just stayed in the... You've been on the coma for six months. Mm-hmm. You ain't running. You got to walk first. So just that would have been enough for you to take a couple steps and be like, you know what? I think I'm going to give at least Monday and yes. maybe Friday a shot. Yes, I, I totally agree. Because, again, I'm only, like, half erect, half checked in, half, like, trying to decide. And you're watching with friends and family. Well, just, I was, it was at home with, with me and the girls. That's okay. it. But, yeah, so that's, but okay, still, so that's still, 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 <laughs> I was like, okay, because it wasn't at the until the end of the night that I was like, fuck this. But, like, at that point, I was like, okay, cool. So, and, and literally, the conversation happened between me and Portia of, Oh, that's awesome. That means since Slashy has that title, oh my god, Big E's gonna win this. Big E versus Lashley, and that frees up Brock versus Roman because Brock already has beef with Roman. Roman already has beef with Brock. That's so easy; it writes itself. And then that frees up the winner to battle against Lashley, who doesn't happen to have a challenger now, right? So the winner of the Rumble should challenge Lashley. It's easy. And sometimes easy is what you need. It was fucking hand-fed, spoon-fed to us. The opportunity was there. And this would have been one of those opportunities where the easy thing and the right thing are both the same thing to do. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, yeah, we were we were fangirling over, oh, my God, Biggie's going to win it, right? <laughs> but if it's not Biggie... I mean, man, if it's not Big E, who would it be? Well, whoever it is, they're going to fight Lashley. Oh, man, this is going to be pretty cool. This will be interesting. Damn, what if it is Kofi? Oh, fuck. And then you have a little sub feud with Kofi and Big E trying to say, well, go ahead, bro. But I could have beat him. Oh, well, you know what, bro? You didn't beat him. Well, I at least didn't lose in 18 seconds. Well, I did lose. Dude, that would have been cool for the build to Mania. Right? And then can you? We did it last year. With fucking, fucking Sasha and Bianca, two African-American women, main eventing WrestleMania, fucking match of the year. And you didn't want to do that with Big E and Lashley? What? <laughs> Why not? Why the fuck not? Dude, that could have been invented night one. Fuck, man. 
so yeah, when Big E was unceremoniously just eliminated, I was like, ah, oh, fuck. And then Kofi uh, by Brock, by Brock, of course. And then <laughs> Kofi eliminated himself. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Okay, well, who else is gonna be? Who's gonna? Who's gonna? Who's gonna challenge Lashley? Riddle's still in there. Oh shit, Riddle's still Riddle's Riddle versus Lashley. That's different. MMA That's versus MMA. Oh, oh, cool. This could be good. I was thinking the same Dude, thing. Dude, with Randy, I'm already booking. Yeah. Randy's going to mentor. He's like, this is yeah. what I've been through. This isn't my first WrestleMania. Or what you if know? it is Randy? And then, fuck, and then Riddle wins the belt from Lashley. Mm-hmm. And then or who's Riddle's first challenger? Of course, the next night on Raw. Uh, yeah, and then, RKO. And again, then it's over. The easiest sometimes. It writes could, itself. Oh. Or what if it was the shoe was on the other foot? Randy fucking won. And you get RK bro leading up oh. all the way to WrestleMania. <laughs> and then... Riddle turns on on fucking Orton instead. Bro. Says, I tried to train you to beat him. I know MMA. You don't. You need to be MMA to beat this motherfucker. You're always you one in MMA already. So, bro. <laughs> bro, heel turn. Dude, like, you could have done so much more with this, man. But no, instead, you just had Brock wins. And what? Like, what if it was Shane McMahon? Fuck Shane. Dude, you could have built no, up every no, fucking episode no, of Raw to be no, like, Dad, no, no, I've spent 50 years of my life trying to prove my value to you because all you see is dollars and cents. You put Stephanie above me. You put someone, you put a son-in-law above your actual son. You tweet happy birthday to everyone in the world and leave all kinds of nice messages. And then when it comes to me, it's just happy birthday, Shane. <laughs> uh, what do I have to do? I fell off a damn hell in a cell for you to make money. What do I have to do for you to acknowledge me yeah. as your son? Yeah. Even if you're anything involving a McMahon, as much as we yeah. tend to crap on it, it's uh, always it's always pulling on an emotional level. You're not getting five star matches out of any McMahon. Okay. Yeah, that's so. Fair. If you wanted to pull ratings. And get a McMahon with a title shot at Mania against someone that no McMahon can ever beat. You even that is more original than what we got. Right. <laughs> so I mean, there were a lot of missed opportunities. A lot. So now we still don't really know what Lashley's gonna do. Lashley might not even be chat by the time WrestleMania comes around. And that kind of sucks. But like you you put all the eggs into the basket that was already full. The basket of Roman versus Brock is so easy. It was already set up. Brock didn't even need to be in the Rumble, much less be a surprise entrant at 30. Mm-hmm. He didn't need to be in it. His WrestleMania ticket was already stamped when he was laying on the floor with Roman standing above him and Paul Heyman meekly looking up at Roman shaking. His WrestleMania ticket was stamped already. You could have done exactly what you did the next night on Raw with, La- with, Ra- with Brock coming out to get his rematch. Mm-hmm. And, no- and, and Lashley wouldn't give it to him. So Scrap Daddy puts him in the elimination chamber. And okay. just when it's about to be Brock and Lashley, the final two, who pops up out from under that motherfucker? Who? Roman. Mm-hmm. Spear him again. Yeah? That's it. Lashley stays relevant. Lashley doesn't lose any steam. He doesn't lose yeah. any heat. He isn't cheapened by the by the wind the way it happened. Yeah. And with that, you have Brock versus Roman, and then you have Lashley with 
number yeah. one contender. Yeah. Be, with whoever would have wanted it if it was Big E or Riddle or Shane or Orton or fucking anybody. Yeah. You know? It is. AJ, uh, you know, we talked a lot about the end. Let's talk about the beginning. AJ was eliminated. Para nada. Yeah. He just, I see, no mas. Ah, oh, look. Look who left. Aww. Like, oh. Well, I was I was watching this with Scott and Travis, and ha- we were like maybe at like eighteen or nineteen, and I'm thinking, man, other than AJ, there there's isn't an, any main eventers so any, far in it. Not main eventers. There isn't any stars. Stars. No people with a shot to with, win. When, when two thirds of your rumble are tag teams. Yeah. <laughs> Mid-carters. Mid-carters. Jobbers. That haven't been placed in positions to be the next level. Yeah. And then you put all of those folks at the back end. It makes the Rumble kind of boring. Now, I'm not saying don't put jobbers, don't put tag teams in the Rumble. No, please don't get me wrong. But you got to spread them out, pepper it in, make it look like it's random. Because it's supposed to be random. Especially when you pretty much put the final nail in the coffin on NXT. Mm-hmm. Eight spot, seven spots left for the women. Eight spots for the men. And you're telling me you couldn't, you couldn't get Braun Breaker a payday. You couldn't get LA Knight a payday. You can get Pete Dunne a payday. Yeah. Big Mommy Cool. Nothing. Yeah. No. Not no. Zilch. Nobody. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Fine. All right. Yeah. NXT. Get it off the of USA. It's developmental. It's too much pressure. That was probably another reason why I was kind of a little bit disappointed because there was nothing that was like, ooh, I was waiting for Cesaro. We never even got Cesaro in the Rumble. No Finn. No Finn. Yeah, I was waiting for Finn, too. No nah, Finn. Nah. Like, oh, shit. Damn, this sucks. So, um, yeah, again, when you backloaded the Rumble, all your stars were in, like, from 20 on up. like, And then Brock being number 30. Yeah, like, the, no, that, that, something something just wasn't right there. This Rumble just wasn't wasn't good. And, and the, there's one thing to have the match itself be bad, which I think the match itself was bad. And there's another thing to have the ending be bad, the wrong person, the person that... Like, you could have a good rumble with a bad ending, and vice versa. But this kind of had both. In the end, this rumble for the men's wasn't memorable. Right. Even the bad ones. When Rey Mysterio comes out at 30 and it's not Brian Danielson and he gets booed as a face. And only gets a face reaction when a motherfucker gets eliminated. Thrown over the border wall. I mean, thrown over the top rope. Or the next Rumble where Brian's dream from coming back from injury and cutting a promo that he was going to be in the Royal Rumble just to be eliminated seven minutes later by Bray Wyatt. And everybody chat. Over it to the point that The Rock couldn't even save it. Yeah. Even when it's bad, as long as it's memorable. We, 2020 with a tale of two rumbles. Yeah. Brock Lesnar demolishing and Drew McIntyre shining. Yeah. We remember that. Yeah. You remember uh, last year's? No, I don't. Honestly, don't. I was really trying to think about that when I, when I was watching uh, because I was like, and my mind kept going back to 2020. I was like, oh, yeah, there was a rumble in 2021. There was a Thunderdome. Yeah, and I just, I can't remember it. I don't remember it. Edge entered number one. Christian came out 20-something. Oh, yeah. That's it. Yeah. And now, then Edge won. Now, can I, do, can I say one thing that I did actually like? Go for it. This is going to be a little controversial. A lot of people are going to disagree with me. I like Fat Bunny showing. I like what he did. I really did. 
Um, I still contend that he may be the best celebrity we've had showing up in the WWE probably of all time. Not sports related. McAfee's a, a former kicker. He's athletic. Okay. There's nothing in Bad Bunny's uh, repertoire that says that he's yeah. supposed to be in there. Yeah. So, uh, to me, he surpassed all the others that have ever been in there. Uh, because okay. I think he's actually trying to train, trying to learn the craft, trying to actually be relevant a little bit when he does show up. Devil's advocate. Yeah. At the expense of a spot that could have been filled by Cesaro or Finn. Yes. Okay. Because the spot that could have been filled by Cesaro or Finn, that was taken by Shane and or Brock. Bad Bunny, yes. Let's have, or, or the jackass guy. Knoxville. Knoxville. Knoxville did all right. But he would just like all the but guests. He wasn't gonna last all the guests in the women's rumble. Yeah. they're for a cup of coffee. Yeah, I think Bad Bunny's did a way better job, and it was more relevant. And the jackass, I just I groan when I hear the fucking Fuck jackass it. people. Book it right now. Bad Bunny wins the rumble. Ha! I don't think Bad Bunny should win the rumble. Please don't get me wrong, but Bad Bunny wins the rumble somehow. Um. I don't know. I guess he goes up against Lashley or Brock or one of the two, and, and they're like, okay, fine. I'm going to train and train and train. And then they take him out like the week, or the Raw after Elimination Chamber. The Raw after Elimination, not listen, Raw after Elimination Chamber, he's like, hey, I renounce my thing. I'm going to give it up. Uh, but I don't know who to give it up to. Scrap Daddy's like, cool. Let's have like a full way on Raw. Winner takes his, his thing. And Damian Priest wins it. You were on the right track, just on the wrong train. Okay. Bad Bunny wins a rumble. Mm-hmm. The next night, Vince McMahon. You think you think this is the end? You think that's the end? Mm-hmm. That's only the beginning. We're putting you in the chamber against okay. five other people. Okay. And okay. Bad Bunny loses. Yeah. He pins one guy. Yeah. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Brock. I don't care if it's Lashley. <laughs> I don't care if it's CM fucking Punk. He pins one guy to show his worth. And he gets his ass beat. Yeah. You know how much promotion, cross promotion, yeah. that money cannot buy, WWE gets from Bad Bunny's name being in the record books as a <laughs> Royal Rumble winner. Yeah. He did, no one ever said he had the main event WrestleMania. Remember this. You might have forgotten. WrestleMania 24. That Rumble before it, Cena won. Okay. He never cashed in at WrestleMania. He was so pissed, he cashed in at No Way Out. Against oh, Orton. Oh, and that ended uh-huh. in fanatigans. And then Triple H was involved and they made it a triple threat at Mania. Okay. Cena never used his Royal Rumble victory at Mania. So there isn't a cut and dry that Bad Bunny, just because he won it, has to go all the way. There's precedent. Vince won okay. the Rumble. He didn't main event that WrestleMania. Steve Austin beat him at, say, Valentine's Day Massacre. Right. So and took you, his spot. But that publicity? Fucking priceless. Yeah. Now, okay, and this is why I said that this was going to be a controversial take, saying that I actually like Bad Bunny in there. Because Daniel was saying exactly what I, I predicted people to say. Um, Knoxville or Bunny didn't need to be in there. Waste of spots. It's the Royal Rumble. You have 30 guys. When half of your Rumble is fucking tag teams that have no chance of fucking winning, get rid of one of the tag teams and let us have somebody that's a celebrity somebody that's a comedy what or whatever kind of work? it's not necessarily a waste of a spot when there's 29 others it's a waste of a spot when you have shane and bunny and knoxville and all the other fucking tag all the other genetics of the tag teams right let's be upfront. but it's taken up by like 10 i love 10 spots 
I love Street Profits. Do you see Dawkins or Ford winning the Rumble at all this year? No. I'm a big fan of Ziggler and of Bobby Roode's past work in TNA and NXT. Do you realistically think Ziggler or Roode is booked to win a Rumble? No. So what, so what, what, what value do those four examples have as opposed to Knoxville, Bad Bunny? Yeah. Hell, to a, to a closer extent, WWE opening the forbidden door to UFC and having Brock win it. What value does that have? Yeah. You know, Bad Bunny winning Royal Rumble will be on every news outlet on it, on this planet. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. And if he wins and if he loses that chamber, they got their money's worth. Now, I And still, you still get a challenger that's that's viable. I get what you're saying about the, the fucking media attention. I understand that. I still wouldn't have booked Bad Bunny to actually win. And this is where I'm going to agree with Daniel in the live chat. Daniel Dude, says, the booking is so easy. Think about it. Think about it. No, I understand what you're saying. I just there ha- for, I disagree. For, for a bad bunny to win Wrestle to win the rumble. I, I get it. There has to be a good bunny. <laughs> so the rivalry is there. <laughs> Taker King. Bad bunny, good bunny. Come on. Adam Rose comes back with the good bunny. Yeah, okay. No, uh Daniel says uh for bad bunny to be in there such a late time. Come on, guys. I, I, I kind of agree there. I thought he didn't need to be so close to the final four. However, Santino was, Santino was a final two one year. Everybody was losing their goddamn mind when Santino almost won and they got eliminated by, by Alberto Del Rio. And if the booking's done right, was it that year or the next year? That motherfucker was still over. They put his ass in an elimination chamber for the title. Santino. Yeah. yeah. So and if then you the book next Bad year, Bunny right, yeah. It didn't matter. And the next year at the Rumble is when he got eliminated in record time. And then, oh, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Because people were like frothing at the mouth, waiting yeah. for Santino to get in. He's like, oh, man, he almost won it last year. Everybody's going to win this year. You know, and then he did it. It's, and not- it it's, it's going from year to year having riffs on yourself, which is exactly what they did with Ty Dillinger. Mm-hmm. Remember, everybody was clamoring for him to be number 10. And then he was number 10. And then the next year he was 10 again. And it was like, ah, come on, you idiot. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I know that we're in a loud minority because obviously we're hosting a wrestling podcast. I mean, you're loud. I project. (laughs) I had people, I had family and I had people at work and customers at work that I didn't know were wrestling fans Mm -hmm. that were telling me about the Bad Bunny stuff. That you can't get. So when Bad Bunny is like probably in your... Top five matches of all of WrestleMania weekend with Damian Priest, that 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 that's earned a little clout. Yeah. So there is worth on a to, on a wrestling storyline for Bad Bunny to be in this match, whether he wins it or not. Mm-hmm. He had a right to be there. Yeah. So I'm not taking that away from him. Again, if it's just one time yeah. out of the, all the other thirty competitors, you have twenty nine others to get it right. But when it's Bad Bunny and Knoxville and Shane and then all the other Genetis, <laughs> no, it doesn't cut it. The moment with uh, Bunny and Brock face to face and Brock kind of like laughing. Yeah. I'll, uh, I've made it. It's yeah, worth it. It did. All right. Yeah. Enough, enough Bad Bunny because we're not here just talking Enough about Rumble. That. Okay. But not enough of the pay-per-view. Did your heart go flutter when... <laughs> Zero Hotel India Echo Viva Delta. Yes. 
Sealed. My heart, my heart did flutter. <laughs> I remember how I said that I was trying to keep that white flag from going up. I was trying to keep my erection, trying to keep up hope. The whole reason why it started well. Hell yes, it started well. Yeah. That match right there. Seth versus Roman was a Seth versus Roman match we needed five years ago. And I don't care that it wasn't five years ago because I enjoyed it that much. There was enough there that I was like, fuck yes, this is exactly what I needed. I love the story of it. I love the character uh, um, that Seth was playing where he was playing my games and was dressed up in the shield gear. And it was... Was getting his ass whooped, but as he was getting his ass whooped, he was laughing because he was playing right into his hands. <laughs> like it was cool. I liked it a lot. And you know what? You know what? Since we are doing this this way again this year, where we're looking for each individual company's match of the year, I am willing right now. Seth versus Roman. <laughs> Put your fucking fist in the middle. We're going to do the thumb. Is this going to be on the match of the year list for the wow. WWE uh, is, bracket? You, I'm dead serious. You want this to, to I'm be I'm dead the... serious. Wow. Put your hand. Wow. Put your hand. <laughs> all right. On the count of three. One, One two, two, three. It's all the way up. Oh, all the way up. It. It's all the way up. This so far, so far, this February the 10th. Is the match of the, the year. The yes. Is the match of the year for WWE. On the wow. WWE side. This is the match of the year. Damn, I was going to say Lynch and Piper Niven, but I, I guess. No. <laughs> no, not Lynch and Piper Niven. That match in, the mo- in the moment mm-hmm. when the finish happened, yeah. I was like, damn, why did it have to end like that? But then when I was seeing memes and stuff of how Seth ended the Shield yeah. and Roman doing it, yeah. I was like, you know what? Yeah. I, I get it. I'll let it slide. But you know what broke my heart? What? That this match happened when it happened. And I'm not talking about this should have happened five years ago. You mean at the top of the show? No. No? Because you could have you could have stretched this rivalry out to end at WrestleMania. It was this good. That they're okay. Pulling. Okay. Seth, and and the worst part is, Seth's already in the fucking like Raw Chamber match. Fuck Roman's title match. Fuck his belt. I'm already moving on to Raw. Like, what? You had him. This was fucking Joker playing Batman like a fucking fiddle. Yeah. And was. right when you're about to break Batman's back, you're gonna just be like, eh, let Catwoman handle it. Yeah. I'm gonna go get Green Lantern over him. Yeah. What? Yeah. That I, I can see what you're saying. That's where my eh, because when we do match of the year, we break down all the minutia. We un, we we wipe off all the patina. We go into the everything. Yeah. And where does we go from this? Now, if you tell me, if you tell me that something comes up, whether it's from there, whether they're the architect of it or not, if something happens to where we bring this back around at SummerSlam, title or no title, just. Put an exclamation point on the whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And have fucking Moxley in the audience just watching. Oh, God. <laughs> just watching it. This is the end. I'll come around. Okay. Oh, God damn, dude. It, it ended on such a high. And it feels like the best joke ever. And we never got to the punchline. Uh, mm. you, can't just I mean, end, okay. you can't just end okay. that match the way you ended that match and not run it back. 
Okay, that's fair. Now that does remain to be seen. This could be a very valid thing that to argue about in January of 2023. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not and, and the reason as of right now, I think this is the best yeah. match that WWE's put on so far year to date. Which, which Arnold will pick last because it didn't have a finish. <laughs> true, true. Even though it's got his, bo- his boyfriend Seth. And, and, and yes, and also keep in mind that I didn't watch anything else before or after this, as far as WWE programming goes. But I think it was good enough to where that. It, so this I, is the benchmark. I, this is the benchmark. It could always get replaced because that's how we're doing it now. Yeah. Things could get replaced throughout the year from that same company. So Daniel's out there. Daniel, does this belong in the list? Uh, Rollins was on Raw two days later acting like, what ruthless choke out? <laughs> <laughs> he got choked out of his sense. Yes. Um, I wanted to like Becky and do drop for what it was, but the one-two combination of A, the match being too fucking long, okay. and B, nobody giving a fuck because the WrestleMania sign caught fire. Yeah, was uh-huh. very distracting. Yeah. When you don't have their attention, when they're not looking at you, when I'm more curious at what they're looking at, yeah, the fans, than what's actually in the ring, that's a problem. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I didn't mind seeing the dewdrops everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of, like, near misses when it came to wardrobe malfunctions that night, especially in the women's Rumble match. Oh, yeah. But also in this match, we were about to see the dewdrops. <laughs> and I wasn't mad, uh, but uh, yeah, it was it was close. But I I I don't I don't think that the stakes were actually there. I didn't believe for one minute that Dewdrop was actually going to win, being the champ going into Mania. Mm-hmm. The other two men's championship matches, I thought there was a potential that we would have storyline. Yeah, yeah. A, a a title change. Seth could have won, and that would have freed up Roman to go on with Brock, and then Brock would have beat. Uh, Lashley. So Brock versus Lashley is still for a title. Or excuse me, Brock versus Roman is still for a title. Mm-hmm. Um, and so both matches, I was like, something can happen where there's there's a, a title change. So I believed it. I never believed it with Becky versus Dewdrop. Would you have been less <coughs> upset? <coughs> excuse me. If ro- if the roles were reversed and Roman was number thirty, and it took no. Roman six minutes just to get to the ring, no. I, I don't think I'd be less upset. I think I'd still be just as upset. Because, again, the finish for the match didn't need to have anything to do with the feud of Roman versus Brock. Because that was already set in stone. That was set in stone at the end of that match. You didn't need to do anything else to set up Roman versus Brock. That match was set already. Mm-hmm. Too much in one night. Too much, yeah. Is that it for the Rumble? That's it. All right. <sighs> Do you have you ever met or known anyone that got fired from their job before their first day on the job? No, unless there's an Arnold story you're about to tell me. No, advantage. no, no. That ninth time, yeah, that ninth time Arnold got fired. No, I've never met anybody that got fired before their first day. <laughs> Let me introduce you to the Brian Kendrick. The Brian Kendrick. <laughs> Do you know what happened? So apparently when he got signed, somebody did some research and found some stupid shit that he said online about like the Holocaust and it not being real or some shit. And that's when Tony Khan was like, whoa, what? And then I was like, "Mm -mm, 
No, yeah. sorry. Conspiracy theories, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You buy apology. Um, I didn't know he issued an apology, so I can't say whether or not I buy it because I, I didn't pay enough attention. I'll make it easy. I okay. don't. Okay. Um, <laughs> cheaters only apologize when they get caught. As long as they don't get caught, they're gonna keep cheating. I think because Brian Kendrick lost his job before he even started it. Mm-hmm. Which even then, if I want to take a couple steps back. When the fuck was Kendrick released from from WWE? Wasn't he just thrown down the stairs by fucking Joey Gacy's kid on NXT 2.0 and wrestled Kendrick and beat the shit out of Kendrick? And then, like, so I, I, I thought, like, he got fired on a Wednesday, and then by Friday, AEW hired him, or Tuesday, AEW hired him, and then Wednesday morning, AEW's like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. We're going to replace him because he had an opinion that nobody agrees with. Yeah. I guess. It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Uh, it kind of sucks. Uh, yeah, like, you know, Daniel saying he had uh, assorted uh, other tinfoil hat, you know, conspiracy theories. Yeah. Um, so, oopsie poopsie. Like, uh <laughs> I don't have any strong opinion either way. <laughs> I'm going to stir some shit. All right, let's Devil's do it. Devil's Advocate. Let's do it. Devil's Advocate. I got to get a Twix now. Devil's Advocate. At one point, does having your own opinion, whether it's right or wrong, matter? Let me unwrap this Twix. Is it right or left? It's a left Twix. Oh, shit. Are you right? Are you going to eat it with your left? I just stuck it in my mouth with my right. Oh, fuck. That's seven years bad luck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you work in a, and you work for two wrestling promotions. Damn, you're gonna break something. Yep. <laughs> That's what Brian Kendrick did. <laughs> he ate Is that the seven left, years? A left that... a left twix with his right hand. <laughs> um What's the bigger conspiracy theory that JFK that those two people that shot JFK or that he ate a left twix a left twix with his right hand? Yeah. That was very called Dusty Rhodes that can't, can't, oh, can't, um, can't talk. This is all very subjective. Very, very subjective. Right? If um I mean AEW is not a publicly traded company. That's true. But in the court of public opinion, and they're trying to get more eyeballs, it, it matters somewhat. Now You think they might have gotten more eyeballs with Kendrick against Moxley? Opening dynamite, knowing that all this shit was out there, and they still put his ass in the ring. They would have got negative eyeballs. There would have been people that been like, "Fuck that," and not be happy with it. Go away. Um, and the reason why I say it is that it's very subjective is because the severity of the opinion and the not severity of who it is. Because I'm sure he was just going to come in as a. a Granted, a name, but a name enhancement talent. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to win that match. Nope. No, it was to no further way. Danielson and, and Moxley. Yeah, there was no way in hell he was going to win that match. Mm-hmm. Right? But, hey, look. Yes, check it out. The Brian Kendrick. Cool. But he was expendable already. And then you say something very conspiracy theory-ish that is such a hot-button issue as the Holocaust... No, the juice is not worth the squeeze there. I'm sorry. But, again, you want to look at, like, it being subjective. Look at fucking Jericho. 
Jericho is not as expendable. Because you've built a brand on Jericho. Jericho's did so much to further AEW. He's done a lot of things. And he's a Trump supporter. His wife may or may not have been at the Capitol on July 6th of 2021. We're not sure. She probably was, but we don't talk about Bruno. So, you know, maybe. Nobody talks about Bruno. <laughs> so maybe. So since there's that, eh, we don't know, and he might be a little bigoted, but he's from Canada, so he's just being conservative, and that's it. And eh. I also donate to Trump, so I can't really call the pot, be the pot calling kill Yeah, black. yeah. So there's a little bit of, well, the, the, the opinion isn't that severe. And he's way more valuable on our TV. It's the exact reverse with Brian Kendrick. The opinion that he had is very severely bad. If he was a stand-up comedian slash part-time wrestler and he went the Daniel Tosh route and tried to find humor in the craziest shit. Maybe, but he he wasn't trying to find humor. That's the thing. This was his actual opinion. So, uh, And at the end of the day, I, I think... That's why I don't buy the apology in 2022 when he made it. Mm-hmm. Because if he had remorse for what he said, he could have said it any number of years between now and when he said them. Yeah. To at least buy him a bit of clout. To be like, oh, he was an asshole in 2014, but he apologized in 2017. And he lately has not been as dumb. Yeah. Oh. Or as verbally diuretic yeah. as he was in 2014. I'll yeah. give him a... I'll cut him a little slack. I'll yeah. let the leash go a little bit and see how far I'll let him go. Yeah. But if he apologized now... When it, it, when it kicked him right in the ass? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little suspect. Yeah. This yeah. isn't like the director from Suicide Squad who said some shit on Twitter yeah. years ago. Yeah. But also apologized about said shit years, years ago. ago on Twitter. And someone just dug it up because they wanted to throw some shade. Yeah. That's not it. So yeah. for Brian to just now acknowledge that my opinion was not just wrong, is just awful. Did he say that? Because, like, again, again, I said, not, I never caught the apology. He mentioned, I think he mentioned something, like, a couple of days ago. Because it was obviously a big deal. Because yeah. Tony Khan was tweeting, yeah, we need to replace this guy. So yeah. we're going to find an adequate replacement for Moxley for tonight. Because remember... Tony Khan's on a fucking hair trigger. If he sees an opportunity to do something that'll get yeah. attention away from WWE, he'll pull the trigger even if there's somebody in front of the other end of the gun. <laughs> he ain't pointing up. He ain't pointing down. He's just going like this. Pow, pow, pow. Oh, I got something. I got something. This will give me invigorating. Yeah. So he was that trigger happy that he could have just like waited a bit. Yeah. To, before he actually threw the guy on TV or actually make a decision, you know? Or vetted the guy to make sure that there isn't anything out there. So... I'm not buying it. At least not right now. And I'm not about to rehash the conversation of how long is too long before anybody can come back. Especially if, again, what is the Brian Kendrick on the landscape of professional wrestling? You know? He's the most expendable of expendables right now. He would have been relegated to jobber status. Especially in AEW where the, the it's very bloated. When you got guys like... Kaz and Daniels relegates to jobber status, which I get it. Kaz and Daniels are now past their prime. Mm-hmm. I I love Kaz and Daniels. Don't get me wrong. I'm not throwing shade, but they are. They're past their prime. Oh yeah, you they, know they're 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 yeah. no longer Optimus. They're Amazon. They should be laying down for other guys. But when you still have them, hey, on hey, their, context. Hey, <laughs> the context is wrestling, <laughs> okay. you asshole. Um, but yeah, that's what I used to call it too. And then I got the training order. Ooh. <laughs> 
I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> Fucking jobber job. status. Yeah, jobber status. Yeah, they were going to be jobber status. So, like, Brian Kendrick is a name, but he's a named jobber. Yeah. Basically. Like, I don't think he was going to win the, the AEW world title. I don't think he was going to win the TNT title. They ain't I, bringing back the cruiserweight strap for this fool. And I doubt they would get London. And even if they did get London, it's not like London and Kendrick are going to win the tag titles in AEW either. Mm. So, yeah, they would be good. He would be a good hand to boost up the, the win-loss record for other guys. Much like how Kaz is doing now. Mm-hmm. So... He's a spendable. Let him go to fucking Impact or, or whatever becomes of ROH or, you know, GCW or whatever the fuck else comes along. Expendability. Yeah. Do you have any knowledge or a take whatsoever on the Joe Rogan rock stuff? No. And the main reason why is because I don't really know what the fuck's going on. I don't really listen to Joe Rogan. All I know is that, like, there was a lot of people saying that people that are no names are pulling their shit off of Spotify to protest Joe Rogan. And I'm like, makes sense. Joe Rogan says a lot of dumb shit. I bet he said something dumb now again. I don't know what the particular dumb shittery that he said this time is, but I'm sure it's something dumb. Dropping the N-word. With The Rock on the episode or something like that? I forget. He's been dropping it a lot lately. Okay. I've been getting some trouble. On on top of anti-vaccine, ivermectin, COVID stuff, conspiracy stuff. That's Rogan stuff, I guess. I mean... I I liked him as a commentator for UFC. I have not once listened to his podcast. I have not once paid to listen to him do stand-up. Yeah, I don't think I've ever watched him on television doing the old sitcoms when he was doing sitcoms back in the day. Yeah, so it. it, it I, I've always thought. Again, I've not been a fan of Joe Rogan. I never want, went to go seek out his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but from what I understand, I've always been like, he's the fool that will always be well devil's advocate. And he will listen to all sides of the story. I agree with you, but... He'll, he'll promote all sides of the story. And he he just wanted to be provocative to make people think. And I don't know if he was or is, is or is not somebody that necessarily believed all the crazy shit that he would allow people to come on and show and talk about. You the know? youngins need a Howard Stern for their generation. Yeah. I think I can fill that gap. Well, I know. I think it's more like the y- youngins needed a unsolved mysteries for their generation because that's what I. <laughs> that's what I think he does. I, I mean, I could be way off the mark here, but the I would way, rather have Robert Stack. Right, <laughs> but I, I think it's that like, whoa! You think aliens are real? <clears throat> Bro, tell me about it. Why do you think aliens are real? You know, like, I think that's what his show is. The Not- only part that I found entertaining was the, I didn't even hear the episode, but him and Elon Musk are talking Hyperloop while they're all both getting high on fucking, on camera and talking. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, that's what got my attention. Like, oh, so he's doing the podcast. Okay. But I never really did much to seek any of it. Yeah. But, yeah. So he's he's in trouble for, for using the N-word. And, and the, the rock, rock was on the, the show the at the same time. The Rock was trying to like back him up and trying to take Joe Rogan's side. And so then when The Rock was privy to the videos of Joe Rogan dropping the N-word, The Rock kind of walked it back a little bit. Okay. And thanked, thanked the internet for being taught a lesson on what Joe Rogan is. Okay. But, eh. Whatever. 
Okay, let's lighten up the mood a little bit. Okay. <laughs> How much is too much for AEW? We got Jay White and Keith Lee last night. Okay. At what point do you say stop? So, Daniel in the live chat says, <laughs> I'm glad you acknowledge AEW's roster is bloated. I bring that up in other places and get mass attacked. I didn't even yes. look at the screen when he said that. So I, I didn't know. He I said know. That. I had already seen that screen, so when you brought it up, I was like, "Oh, okay." Yes, uh, I do think that that AEW um, their roster is bloated, and um, I don't think it's over bloated yet. But man, they're really flirting that line because when you have guys like Superbad uh, Kip, Sa- Kip Kip Sabian, mm-hmm. and you you have guys like. Um, uh, well, the Varsity Boys. What what are they called? Varsity Blondes. The Varsity Blondes, yeah. yeah. When you have guys like that that were like AEW Originals, fucking Sonny Kiss and Bad Boy Joey Janela, AEW Originals, they're nowhere to be seen on the card. That kind of sucks. They're nowhere to be seen on television. They're, they're taking on out real estate every week on the YouTube. That's true. You're, you're right. For example, on Dark, Anthony Agogo was on Dark. And I was like... Oh, fuck, I forgot about that guy. Wait, he wasn't a part-timer gimmick thing? No, he's actually trying to make he, a go of wrestling? He was injured. So yeah. he was off for a so while. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But it's like, yeah, there is a lot of, uh, I don't want to say dead weight. There's just a lot of active weight on that roster that something's got to happen. Cuts need to come through. Miro, where the fuck has Miro been for the last month and a half? We haven't seen him. And it, it sucks because all these guys I want to see. And I'm excited when we get debuts like we got last night, which there was three debuts, not two, but we'll get to that. Ah, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> We're going to drop the Houston and Houston Wrestling Radio. Yes, we are. Bit. We definitely are yeah. tonight. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, I get excited for it. But then at the end of the day, I'm like, Ma, I got too many G.I. Joes in my toy chest. And when Mom comes to clean them out and throw them away, you're going to be like, no, Mom, I still like duke you know and it's but you don't play with them he has you, to, are, you have disappointed he, travis severely of course you're struggling to fight a gi joe name and you come up with the only guy anyone would recognize well snake eyes you would recognize but i was thinking somebody that like you wouldn't actively always play with right duke was like one of the first ones that you probably threw in the thing one of the first ones you got that you threw in the toy chest and it's like you know, he's missing a leg. The little crotch piece is broken off already. You know. You don't look like Channing Tatum no more. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you tell so, your mother if she throws away snake eyes, I'm aiming for the jugular. Exactly. Like, you ain't touching <laughs> my snake eyes. Don't touch snake eyes. Don't touch slaughter. But when you're not looking, when you're at school, your mom cleans up. It's the pinche duke. And she throws it away. And you're none the wiser because you're a dumb little kid. And you forgot that you had Duke somewhere and then it wasn't there anymore. And then you're fucking 32 going through your old um, G.I. Joe collection. Like, didn't I have a Duke? That would get me like 40 40 bucks. bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's what needs to happen to AEW. Somebody needs to quietly do a bunch of releases and culling. And it's going to suck for the guys that were originals that aren't the big name stars like all the people i just mentioned kaz daniels the the you know man a go-go in the world the this isn't a slight to daniel because there's a lot of people that are in his shoes and at one point i was one of them okay 
We're fucking hypocrites, man. Don't you fucking get it? We don't want everyone in AEW because AEW's too stacked and there's so many people waiting in line. But did you, um... Did you bother to see Keith Lee and the Pretty Boy Killers in Ring of Honor when they were still around? I mean, I did. Were there enough people? Because uh, I'm, I'm turning on the clicker right now. Ring of Honor doesn't really have any live shows. or That's true. They're not a brand. No. No? No. Impact was fucking awesome, dude. Broken yeah. Matt. Oh, wait. Yeah. You didn't watch Broken Matt on Impact? No. I but now you're know. mad that Broken Matt left uh, WWE after the thing with Bray and all that mm, shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know it's, that, it's that fucking conundrum wrestling fans have. You stuff one promotion with too many people, you're gonna hate that promotion eventually because they're gonna have people that you like that, you that aren't getting pushed yeah. above other people. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, doesn't that sound exactly what was the problem with WWE? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so we're gonna this is that same so, problem with WCW. So let's, so let's spread them out. We'll move them to Impact. Oh wait, you're not you're, you're not you're not you're not watching Impact. No. Yeah. Oh, los mojados, los pendejos. Vamos a ver a Triple A way. Triple Mania in April. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. You're not going to watch, you're gonna you're gonna watch, gonna watch Triple, Triple Mania, Mania huh? You're, you're not going to? No. They go to Japan. Oh, shit. They're going to bring back Ring of Honor for the fifth time. Oh, wait. Why yeah. do you have to close four times? It's going to come back more times than fucking Futurama. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So where do we give? Yeah. Where where do we give? You know? Oh, man. Why, why is WWE using all these former WCW guys? They're, WCW had Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? No, they didn't. They had... Um, Stunning Steve Austin. Yeah. Oh, man. Fucking WCW had Triple H, man. Why, why Triple H couldn't beat the no. shit out of Goldberg? He was terrorizing. You sure? Yeah. Oh, but, but Mankind. Yeah, and Cactus love. Jack? And Cactus... Dude Love. No, it was Cactus Jack. Wasn't Mankind in WCW? No, it's Candace Jack. Oh, fuck. So, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's, it's hard because AEW is, is like the fucking, it's like Fogo to Chow right now. Yeah. Every skewer's got fine, prime fucking meat. Yeah. For all kinds of flavors. You mm-hmm. got Adam Cole. Baby. You still got Kenny Omega. You got Brian Danielson. You got CM Punk. You got Hangman, whose story is being coveted above everyone else's popularity. Right? It'd be so easy for Tony Khan to be like, oh shit, CM Punk, here's a belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, Brian Danielson, here's a belt. Yeah. It's easy. That's so easy. Because he dropped all that money to get him. Yeah. But who's the AEW champ right now? Hangman. WWE guy? No. Who's the women's champ right now? The world Jade. women's champion. Jade Cargill. The world women's oh, champion. Oh, Britt Baker, DMD. That's a NXT dude, right? I mean, she was kind of an NXT chick, but I mean, not really. She didn't really get her fame in NXT. TBS champ, WWE guy, right? No. No, Sammy Clark. You mean TNT? No, I said TBS. Oh, TBS. Oh, TBS. Jade Cargill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's oh, dude. WWE. Oh, no. That fucking NXT 2.0. Is the TNT champ, right? No. No. So how is it how is it that they're pushing fucking WWE guys? They're not. I mean they kinda are, but they're not. <laughs> I don't know. It's a conundrum. Right? <laughs> but I will say this. I'm enjoying the fuck out of what I'm actually seeing. Okay? At the end of the day, that's all that matters. What's in Apple Jacks? I don't know. Well, why do you eat them? We eat what we like, bitch. Shut up. Get out of my face. Let me eat my fucking Apple Jacks. If you ever win the lottery, invest some money 
in a bukkake with a dozen Hooters girls. And at some what? point, even you are going to be tired as fuck. <laughs> at some point, you're going to say like Daniel, it's enough, bruh. Do you want three-hour dynamites? <laughs> no. You want six-hour darks no. and four-hour lights? No. No. <laughs> <sighs> but I'm gonna ride that. I'm gonna ride that wave right now, though. <laughs> Damn it! Okay, Daniel, come on. Daniel says, but he's booking Paige like a garbage champ. Khan's a dweeb and thinks he knows more about wrestling than he actually does. What's the alternative? I'm, what did Vince do with Keith Lee? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me make this point. Hey, I'm not bashing. No, 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 sh- shut up for a second. You're a fucking dweeb that thinks you know more about wrestling than you actually do. I'm a fucking dweeb that thinks he knows more about wrestling than I actually do. Daniel, you're a fucking dweeb that thinks you know more about wrestling than you actually do. We're all fucking dweebs. And you know what? You and I both fucking sit here every couple of weeks saying this is what we would do if we had a company. And we think they're great ideas. Daniel, you sit there on the other end of the fucking camera with your little live tweet shit and you say... This is what will be better, and this is a good opinion if I was in charge. You're a fucking dweeb, and you know what? Tony Khan is a fucking dweeb, so he's one of us. That's the thing. He's a fucking dweeb who doesn't know shit about wrestling, who knows everything about wrestling, just like us. And he's booking it the way that people like us will actually fucking like. So yeah, he's a dweeb. So? Look at me. Look at me. I'm almost 40. I'm going bald. I have long hair like I don't like I don't fucking go bald. I don't fucking shave and I have fucking titties up to here. Yeah, you think I'm not a dweeb? Bro, I'm a dweeb just as much as you are, just as much as Tony Khan. It's the only difference between us is that when my when, when my mom and dad were taking me out to meet, they were taking me to McDonald's. When his mom and dad were taking him out to meet, they were taking him to fucking five-star restaurants and shoving a silver spoon in his goddamn mouth, and he was eating foie gras. That's the difference. That's the difference between Tony Khan and guys like us. He has the money to do what we want to do. So get it out of here with that bullshit of, oh, he's just a dweeb. Bitch, if you had the money, you'd be doing the exact same thing he's doing right now. <laughs> Well, technically, if I had all that money first, I would do the bukkake with the Hooters girls. <laughs> then I would buy the Texans and all of oh, y'all would no. talk shit until I took y'all motherfuckers to the Super Bowl. <laughs> then I'd have another bukkake with all y'all people making it up to me because I bought the Texans and y'all talk shit. And then I'd buddy up with Tony Khan and put some money in AEW because you could look at the head side of the coin. And say that don't, that Adam Page is being booked as a hardcore loser. Yeah. But I'm looking at the tail side of the coin saying, fuck. Hangman had two five-star wrestling classics with Brian Danielson. Yeah. And then he went from this side all the way over there. And took up like six tampons worth of blood. Bounced off of four different things. And still beat Lance Archer in a fucking Texas death match that didn't even happen in Texas. <laughs> they just needed to call it a death he match. Does, the, he, <laughs> yeah. he is what you would call adaptable. You put him in a match, he gonna win it. 
It okay. doesn't matter if he can okay. he, he can out wrestle you, he can out hardcore you, yeah. he can out promo you, he can out ride you, yeah. he can out smart car you, everything. <laughs> this is our champ. Yeah. I you know what? I liked the match from last night. Now I I'm I'm a little disappointed Arnold wasn't on the show tonight because I would have enjoyed getting his take on this because we all know Arnold does not like Gruesome matches. Can we pause this real quick? Yes. I still don't think we answered the immediate question. What's the immediate question? At what point do you say stop? Right. Yes. <laughs> um, I know we got caught up in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We got caught up in a lot of I just want to tie that bow because I think that hasn't been answered yet. And I kind of am curious to figure out what the answer would actually be. Yeah. Uh, Daniel says uh, you're acting like a menstrual old woman right now. <laughs> um, Which one? We both have I think our hair he, I think he meant me when I called him uh, a Oh, that sounds like yeah. a challenge. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't. Some of us have integrity and are in the mindset that because you have the money to do something means that you should. Or, th- <sighs> or thinking <laughs> the two by default means that you're good at it. When I'm not saying that because enough? he has the money, that means that he's good at it. I'm saying that he is a wrestling fan. He's been a lifelong wrestling fan. And he also happens to have the money. Is there shit that he's going to do that's wrong? Yes. Is there stuff that we're not going to agree with? Yes. And the problem that we're trying to debate right now that we haven't really got to because we keep getting sidetracked is the problem of the, the, the roster being overbooked. But... Like, the whole thing about, oh, well, he's just a dweeb, and just because he has money doesn't mean that he's he's going to make right decisions. He's made a hell of a lot of right decisions. He has. Now There's he's some in, wrong ones, too. There has been some wrong I'm ones. Not gonna, I'm not going to deny There's that. There's been some wrong ones. The fuck, the other fucking death match that was yeah. fucking terrible, and the, the fucking Jericho falling onto the fucking crash pad, that was terrible. The orange mimosa match, that was bad. You know, like, there was plenty of shit that he's done that's been bad, right? But anyway... Answer the question. The debate at hand. What we're actually trying to get to the heart of the matter is whether or not it's already too much. When is too much too much? And I don't know the answer to that question yet. We're close. We're very close. And I think that once mom throws away the Duke and you realize not 32 years later. You realize the next day, Duke is gone, and you're upset about it, and you're pissed off about it. That's when too much is too much. So what I mean is this. The minute you realize that you lost something with Kip Sabian, you lost something with Sonny Kiss, you lost something with Joey Janela because they went to NXT, or they went to GCW, or they went to wherever, Impact, and now all of a sudden, they're... The Stone Cold, whereas in AEW they were stunning Steve. Aw, oh, fuck. You done fucked up. Now, that hasn't happened yet. We haven't had mass releases yet. We just have people that are buried at, buried at the bottom of the roster, buried on AEW Dark and Elevation and all that. So we're not there yet, but we're at the cusp of it. In the meantime, I'm enjoying that my mom and dad came home with a new roadblock still in its packaging. And I tore it open and I'm like, ooh, I got a roadblock. You know, I'm excited. And by roadblock, I mean Keith Lee. Yes, because they're black. Um, (laughs) um, So he's not there yet. But we've been saying it that, ooh, man, you need to be careful. But and I think I think I think there has been some care, a little bit of care. And the reason why is because we haven't seen The Fiend. We haven't seen 
Braun Strowman. Tight. We have tight. Whatever. We we haven't seen a bunch of people that could have been signed that haven't gotten signed yet. So that tells me that there has been a little bit of restraint. A little bit. You want to focus on the people that they do sign and be like, oh my god, they get everybody from WWE. Well, no, it hasn't been everybody. It's been like five signings recently. Five? Jay Lethal's from Ring of Honor. And Jay, and New Japan. So White's from New Japan, yeah. Yeah. So Technically he's still in a New Japan contract. He's just technically du- double dipping. That one was the forbidden door one. Yep. It was. Technically, Jay White was the forbidden door, and and that it's 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 steps like that that I think are going to bear the most fruit. Yeah, because they even mentioned it. I, I think they mentioned it on there. Jay White and Omega don't get along. You're right. There's still that Bullet Club beef. Yeah, and if Cole's the one that brought him in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're teasing Cole, Cole and Red Dragon, Dragon. against. The, the elite, elite. And, and and that's gonna bear fruit. And I loved what he said. It's like I know that we're elite now, but when you're Bullet Club, you're Bullet Club for life. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't remember anybody saying explicitly on AEW television the words Bullet Club. They did. Is that when the- Kenta showed up? Yeah, when Kenta showed up because because he was doing the feud with Moxley for the New Japan title and they were putting over the New Japan show. Oh, but he was a Bullet Club member. He said he's yeah. a Bullet Club from New Japan, and that was the announcers. Mm-hmm. I mean, the actual characters themselves bringing it up. Oh, well, and they saying, did the whole fucking two switch. Uh, that's different than saying we are a Bullet Club. Okay, see where I'm getting okay. at. Got you. Okay, so uh, I don't know. I, think I like for, it uh, to answer my question and Daniel's. Uh, Worry. Yes. I joked about it earlier, but I think I as much as I like AEW, yeah. there's limits. I don't want to see a three-hour dynamite. No, I agree. Every week. I agree. Because I agree. we've had over a decade of three-hour Raw, and, and we're not up there drudging for fucking three more three hours of Raw. No. You know? To the point where if you're going to make all these YouTube shows, fuck it. I'd, I'd get rid of Rampage and I would replace it with being the elite. There's a lot more character okay. development in that show by not being a wrestling show than actually having more wrestling. <laughs> Ironically enough, yes. And if you're going to get the overload of wrestling on Monday and Tuesday on your YouTube show, which for the most part, other than records, they're not really dragging storylines from dark and elevation. So as much as I don't want to say this because I'm a fan of the product, AEW has missable programming. No, they do. Dark and elevation are missable. Yeah. And if you're taping Rampage Sometimes after... Sometimes Rampage is missable. If you're taping Rampage after Dynamite on Wednesdays, if instead of having Rampage live on its own and, um, and with the unpredictability, and the ratings are what they are, fuck it, I'm sure more people, if you, I know it's a risk, but if you take being the elite off of YouTube to where the only way you see it is on Friday night on TBS, you'd get more people watching that. You'd, you'd get more character development. I think the so, only problem like is taken away though, man, because it, it, a lot of it is like, a lot of it is stuff that you're not actually supposed to be watching, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's, you're not supposed to be watching it nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And um, if you put it on the telly 
And, like, dude, whenever you're watching me in the Elite, you have to keep your, your fucking trigger finger on that volume button because things weak like this and you can't hear anything because yeah. the audio quality is bad. And then somebody else is recording in the next clip and it's really loud like this, so you have to, oh, fuck, I need to lower that volume. But if they're you know, wink, wink audience yeah. is their audience if you're already yeah. making it clear you're not trying to get casuals you're trying to keep your core audience and yeah. grow your core audience then i would think that's what you put on for me it's straightforward three hour dynamites i think that's where it's gonna be like i i, I it's a no for me dog no i agree yeah, three-hour dynamite. Up until for, now? For me, it's yeah. like if, if I wind up missing somebody and then they go to another promotion and then they thrive and shine. Because right now, AEW is a promotion where they bring in people that were the land of misfit toys where they can thrive and shine in AEW. Yeah. All that being said, were we ready to actually talk about the debuts like more in depth? Are you happy, sad? Are you satisfied with the, the people that showed up? Are you not? This is going to... I'm going to have to explain this part because it's going to sound a little weird. Okay. I'm sad for Keith Lee. Why? Because what I got last night... And again, this isn't a slight to AW. It's my favorite promotion right now. Nobody grew up in the, in the, in the last 20 or 30 years saying, I want a main event all out. Oh, no. Right. They all said, I want a main event WrestleMania. You're right. There aren't many times... Where you say, they fucked up with that guy? Yeah. If Keith Lee showed up on the very first night of Raw, mm -hmm. the way he showed up on AW Rampage, mm -hmm. he'd be a black world champion right now on Raw in less than a year. And it was less than a fucking year that he debuted on Raw. Yeah. You fucked that up? That? Yeah. If Keith... AW's cool. Keith Lee main eventing WrestleMania. Winning a Rumble. Behind the machine. The factory. The propaganda. The merch. The hooking the kids to want to grow up to be like a Keith Lee. Not like us wrestling fans that have... Like you and I have already hung out with Keith Lee and interviewed Keith Lee. Yeah. But that there he's with us, he's establishing the present. Yeah. In WWE, he would have established a legacy, a future, generations to come yeah. of black kids and people of color that want to be in the business, not mm. sport, in WWE, the business yeah. of sports entertainment because a fucking Keith Lee told me that there's no fucking limits. Yeah. It's sad as fuck that it took a dweeb like Tony Khan <laughs> in one fucking night to show us what Triple H has showed us for two years, how it's fucking done. That Vince refused <laughs> to show you. Yeah. So I, I, I feel you on that. I do. But I also can't help but just smile. Of course. Because yeah. I feel like... That's a given. I feel like... Right now, I get it. Kids never grew up and said, I want a main event all out. That's a very valid point, Right. Keith Lee never grew up saying, I want to want, want to main event all out. Hell, when we were still interacting with him here in Texas, when he was in the fucking VFW, where I was sitting next to Brennan, I brought Brennan fucking Mace to the show, and Brennan and Keith Lee, well, me sitting right next to the dude, 
were jaw jacking with each other from you know in the ring from the the front row. Damn, that was so fucking cool. At that point in time, Keith Lee's goal was main event WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It was never the main event AEW. Yeah, but times have changed. They're changing, right, changing. Right now, the best place for a guy like Keith Lee isn't. The remnants of Ring of Honor, it isn't Impact, it isn't even Japan, it is AEW, because it is the hottest thing. And I know there's plenty of people that will poo-poo AEW and say whatever, you know, that they want to say. But, will you get more eyeballs on you at WrestleMania? Fuck yes, you will. Still, still, that's always going to be the goal. But, you can be a part of something really, really big and make a lot, a lot of money and be very, very loved at Starcade. Oops, I mean all out. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So Sting made a motherfucking career not wrestling for Vince. Sting made it into the WWE Hall of Fame not wrestling for Vince. Sting was it's literally the best of the rest. Yes. And you could even go as far as saying even Flair. Same thing with Flair. Now, Flair did adopt Vince a little bit sooner than Sting did. But Flair and Sting were just as much household names as Hogan and Macho. So, can it be done in AEW? It can. Now, there's got to be a lot of what-ifs. We're barely on year two of this fucking AEW experiment. Oh, sorry. Year three. What happens once we're at year 10, right? Is AEW going to be as revered as WCW? Is All Out going to be at Soldier Field in Chicago as opposed to the United Center? Yeah. AEW will eventually get its WrestleMania. That's what Daniel says. I Probably will. Um, I don't know. I, I would venture to bet that they could sell out Soldier Field this year with who they got. Okay. Yeah. One night, not water it down over a whole weekend. Yeah. One night, they could yeah. sell out Soldier Field. Yeah. Um. So I'm happy for Keith Lee because not only does he have that audience there in AEW. Yeah, it might not be WrestleMania. It might not be as many. Eyeballs. What's up, Arnold? Arnold's in. The, what's up, Arnold? Chin up, baby boy. Oh, shit. That wasn't Daniel that said that. That was Arnold. <laughs> Daniel hasn't said anything until I went on that tirade. I, I wonder if I pissed off Daniel. Yeah, Arnold just said Daniel did not we say that. We upgraded to an Arnold. Yes, we did. <laughs> Daniel, I'm sorry, baby. I love you. I don't, I don't mean all those bad things I said about you. You just pissed me off, baby. You know what happens when you piss me off. Daddy gets mad. Hot times, daddy. Daddy gets Hot mad. Hot times is when you uh, don't agree with my opinion and yeah. you go off on the internet and say all this stupid shit yeah, just to yeah. have people look at me like it's my fault I'm your friend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but what Keith Lee could do in AEW now is what he was trying to do in NXT before the 2.0. What he could do is be himself, be creative, be inventive, and reinvent the fucking wheel, which is exactly what you need to do to stand out in wrestling. I said it. Uh, a few times before here that one thing that I learned that stuck with me doing the indie scene here in in Houston is that Tugboat Taylor taught his uh, students that to be successful in wrestling you have to be one or two things. You either got to be better or or you got to be different. And Keith Lee can be both. (laughs) And he can be both in, in, in AEW. He couldn't be both in WWE. He couldn't be different. He, they were trying they to change give, him. Yeah, they they were trying to make him conform. And by doing so, he wasn't going to be any better than any other big man in, in WWE. Right. In AEW, he could be better than any other big man. And he could be different. 
How about your best Read friend? Read my first comment. All right, Arnold. How about your best friend, Jay White? We have to accept that AEW is where wrestlers go to wrestle and WWE is where people go to become sports entertainers and future Hollywood stars. Eh. Uh, AEW is Broadway and WWE is Hollywood. All right, so... I agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> G. White, dude. So I... Um, <laughs> if you haven't been watching AEW... Uh, or excuse me, HWR, my bad. If you haven't been watching HWR for a long, long time, you may not know my history with Jay White. It's my, rough, baby. My history with Jay White is that I hated Jay White. I thought he was bland, vanilla, boring. Why the fuck is this guy in the Bullet Club? Wait, why the fuck is this guy the leader of the Bullet Club now? Bullet Wait, Club is... why is he world champ? Why is he world champ? <laughs> Bullet Club is dead because of Jay fucking boring ass Randy Blorton White. Fuck Jay White. Fuck this guy. Five minutes later. Oh my god, Jay White is awesome. I actually watched a match that won me over. With Ibushi. Ibushi. Him versus Ibushi was great. The heel work he was doing was great. He greatly improved in that one year time from when I first watched him. Maybe it's a year and a half that I first watched him. And he was kind of bleh. And to, oh, that's the Switchblade. I get it now. I fucking love him. And I've been fiending for some Jay White. And, yeah. And then, yeah, he showed up on on AEW. Cool. Ooh, this is interesting with the Bucks and Cole. Oh, yeah, there's going to be Not all receptive. Yeah, are we stirring the pot a little bit more with the Elite? I like it. I very, very, very much so like it. Because it's interesting. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. I think, like I said, I love Keith Lee. But I think with the their story already built in, where we're going to get a bigger payoff with Jay White being at the brand than Keith Lee right now. But there's time to make Keith Lee, put Keith Lee with something. The fuck? Arnold said, so Kay Lee Ray grew a beard and debuted on AEW last night? What? That's Serena D, fool. Oh. I'm just kidding. I don't even know what he's talking about. I think he's talking about Jay White. Um, I mean, I don't think he oh, looks fuck. like Kay Lee Ray. I mean, maybe? <laughs> oh, man. Give me some good shit from the last two weeks. What do you mean? We've already voted Roman Ray. Oh, Arnold, by the way, you showed up late to the party. He persuaded me to put Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins from the Royal Rumble on our match of the year list. So let us know what you think about that. Yes. Besides that. Yes. What was other good shit that happened the last couple of weeks? I thoroughly enjoyed Punk versus MJF. Oh my God. When people ask us why we're such AEW fans. Arnold said agreed. Thank you, Arnold. When they say, why are we such AEW fans? Is this like the third week in a row that we're going to have a match of the year candidate from AEW? We just put fucking Danielson and... Um, yeah, Hangman. And Hangman. And then we replaced that with something else. Um, I need to look in the list. But we've already had a match of the week candidate that lasted like two weeks. And then AEW just threw us another one. Because there was so much, oh my god, there was so much psychology and storytelling and throwbacks. Arnold says, Punk vs. AGM, MJF was good, just slightly too long. Something I never said, well, neither has my wife. Uh, he said it was slightly too long. We had Paige versus Brian, too. 
That's right. It got beat by the fucking spot fest ladder match, Cody and Sammy. That's right. That's right. That's and now right. it has a possibility of getting dethroned by MJF CM Punk. Dude, did you notice MJF's attire? Yeah, he was uh, with Yankees attire in Chicago. That was funny. It wasn't because the Yankees in Chicago. It's because that was the outfit that CM Punk wore. The pinstripes oh, when he first he was, fought he, Cena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the second city saint had to be beat twice in his hometown. <laughs> I, I, I reckon that throw out the, uh, the possibility of throwing, and I'm, I'm, I'm not being uh, a smartass when I say this, either of CM Punk versus MJF's matches from last week's Dynamite on our match of the year list. I, there were two of them. Hold on. <laughs> Arnold. I kind of agree with you that it may have been a little bit too long, but I'm willing to forgive it because if you look at it as one whole cohesive cohesive thing, then it kind of makes sense with the story of it that it was not one match, but really two put together. Uh, Now I... I could be convinced. If we were to put our did phones... The, did the bell ring when MJF choked out Cole? No, no, I get it. It's yeah. two matches, but if you look at it as a unit, like, the, I need to be sweet-talked. I need to be convinced. Because I was thinking at the end of it, this might be something that's match of the year. But there's technicalities to that, and I'm not sure how I feel about you it. You played this card before. Yeah. You were not... I have. You yes. weren't going to vote... Uh, Cena versus Danielson as match of the year candidate. Yeah, if we hadn't added the caveat at the end where Orton cashed in the money immediately after that, yeah, it ruined it for me. Yeah, yeah. Now I thought maybe the restart would ruin it for me on this, but then it was like a whole ass match, and I thought (laughs) I thought Punk was just gonna win, and then Punk didn't win. And then I was like, wait a second, what? And then on Dynamite, it all made sense. Because now, MJF, I beat CM Punk in Chicago twice. And my one of my most favorite things before we started the show, right? Before 10 years ago, one of my most favorite wrestling moments is when Chris Jericho... Won the Undisputed Championship and won against both The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin in the same night. And he harped on that for goddamn five Ever. years. For He still say that. Mm-hmm. I beat The Rock and Stone Cold in the same night. This is MJF's moment to do that. I beat CM Punk in Chicago twice. He's better than the best in, in the, the world. world. Like, And you know it. And again, it makes me like... How do I how do I judge that thumb? Because if we had done this show immediately after and not waited two or three weeks, I probably would have been a no. I would have been the one saying I'm voting for one of the two. (laughs) A reluctant no. But now after that promo, I'm like, this has already got historical significance. Holy shit. And now I want to be up. So I So here's mm. the question. Does either the first half or the second half or both halves together, either of those three better than Cody versus Sammy? (laughs) 
That's our new conundrum because we can't have 19 AW matches on our fucking match of the right. year list. That's so hard. There can be only, only one. one. I think, <laughs> I think that the only real reason why I'm feeling this way is because of the significance, the story coming out of it. Not necessarily what happened between the bells and then again between the bells. I think it was a good match in between the bells. So the match might be a, like a 9, whereas the story coming out of it is an 11. But maybe the Cody thing, story coming out of it remains to be seen. We're not sure. And it was for a title change. That's important. So maybe that's not a 9. Maybe that's a 10. But the wrestling itself in between the bells, that's an 11. So how do you compare those apples and oranges? I'm not sure. Right now, I'm you've not convinced me. Arnold, have you convinced me? Uh, Arnold says, Cody versus Sammy had less storyline significance. So, yes, it's better. So, you're saying that the Punk MJF is better? Which half? But see, Arnold... Or everything. Arnold also says Moxley versus Jimmy Wang Yang was better. Who's he mean by Jimmy? Who did Moxley fight? I don't know. Uh, Punk versus MJF is better. If okay. We're, if we're fucking putting 45 minutes... <sighs> Of a top, of a of a main event from Dynamite on the match over a year list, I don't know if I can do it for this match. Yeah, you don't know I don't if you know can. If I can do it for this match, oh, Arnold, no. you're on the live chat. Yay or nay on this match? Keep we, replacing we can, the... come, we can come back to this. We got time. Just straight up, does this match replace? Does this match replace Cody versus Sammy? Tell me straight up, does this match replace Cody versus Sammy? I'm going to detour real quick since we're on the conversation. I want more AJ Styles versus Rey Mysterio. What? Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. That was fucking fun, dude. Are they main event. They main evented Raw for this for a spot in the elimination chamber. Arnold says nay. Okay, I'm nay also. You're nay. I'm yeah. like I want to be yay, but no. Okay. Damn it. AJ okay. and Rey was fucking fun, dude. Okay. I want more of that. Okay. More of that. Um. I did challenge both of you guys or the whole group, whoever was going to end up included. showing tonight. Fucking Hector. Whoever was going to show up tonight. Disappears on us, man. Did you watch NXT last night? No, I did not. The I know you before? Cha- no. Today? No. I've not watched any NXT. I'm sorry. I know that you asked me to, but one, I completely forgot. And two, I'm back to not watching anything WWE related. And to be fair, the first hour live I missed because yeah. it's on sci-fi and all the streaming sites had fucking USA. So they were all streaming the Olympics oh. on wrestling sites. By the time they figured out the kerfuffle, I caught it right where fucking Ziggler showed up. Okay. In between the promo for fucking uh, Braun Breaker and uh, Santos Escobar. Okay. Um, which, another detour, three rights make a left. That's going to be Vince McMahon's next big thing right there. And I'm not talking about Braun Breaker. I can say it because I'm this color. <laughs> McMahon's wanted a Mexican that could speak English on top for a long ass time. Okay. Ray was about a foot short. Yeah. Guerrero was about one good heart short. <laughs> Del Rio was about two arrests over. Yeah. King Cuerno? Santos Escobar? Yeah. After his promo last uh, on Tuesday? Yeah. Vince is going to be all over that. Really? And I would hope that he keeps Legado as a fucking group and not sell off the parts like fucking 
You rolled. say this, but look at Andrade. Andrade's English ain't there. It, even now, okay. Even now, Andrade's English ain't there on AEW. You're still struggling. The, fu- uh, the okay. fucking closed okay. captions not okay. picking up what Andrade's saying, so okay. that's an issue. Okay, you can audibly. And I mean, his whole storyline is that he doesn't understand that you know fucking Darby Allen is doesn't work for Sting, and you could say that that's because of a fucking language barrier. I get it. Okay, Escobar, he's a guy that you could take into Mexico, and he'll sell tickets. You send him, to, you send him to the Southern Belt, he'll sell tickets. You send him to the North, bragging about how he's from the South. And people will pay to see him get his ass beat. Okay. Escobar might be the, the, the thing that McMahon will covet maybe a little more than second generation Steiner. Um, last night's, that Tuesday's episode of NXT had another match of the week candidate. Yeah. Semi-final match for the uh, Dusty Cup. Mm-hmm. Dude, I don't know if it's the booking that if it was the booking between Diamond Mine and Imperium, but all of a sudden that audience is going banana for fucking the Creed Brothers. Okay. It's almost like the second coming of uh Haas and Benjamin. It's fucking oh. good. All right. And Roddy Ringside replacing uh Heichiman, the, the the Japanese guy cheering on his group, like he's the leader of the group. And he's there bagging him up. Okay. You know? And grizzled young veteran, wait, grizzled young veterans. They were fu- dude. That match was fucking really good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If 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 it wasn't, I hate to be that guy. If it wasn't, if it, if that match was the finals, I'd probably put it on our list of match of the year. Oh wow, it was that good? You got okay. you guys retroactively, just for shits and giggles. If you don't like what's on WWE Raw or SmackDown. 20 minutes. Go on go on the cock. Okay. Pull up. This is the opening match. Fucking Grizzly Young, GYV, and, and Creed Brothers. Fucking fire, dude. Okay. It was really good. And that crowd was wanting fucking Diamond Mine to win it and lost their collective shit when Diamond Mine won it. So it's Diamond Mine against MSK in the finals of the Men's Dusty Cup for the... Um, for the top, for the cup and a title shot at the top, at the tag champs, which are Imperium. Okay, so Creed Brothers against Imperium, Matt wrestling against that European strong style. That'd yeah, be fucking good. All right. And MSK and Imperium right. is like another classic game of pachinko. That works. Pachinko. <laughs> um, and of course, MJFC and Punk's also on a um, match of the week's list. But damn, out of all that. I can't believe we put fucking Roman and, and Seth on there. <laughs> I mean, we put it on there for, for now. WWE's yeah. bracket. Yeah. Right. <laughs> for WWE's bracket. So, All right, what, were you... we done talking about AEW from last night? Because I don't feel like we were. Were we? Are we missing something? I mean, there was... Are we missing A, Q, A? a? That was really cool. Um, yeah. Enlighten me. All I know is from commentary. I haven't been to any reality of wrestling shows. Yeah. I haven't woken up at 7 in the morning on Sunday. Yeah. I have no idea what the fucking AQA was. So for, She's dope, for, though. For as much as I was a mark for Brennan and Keith Lee to show up on any wrestling promotion, as much as I was a mark for that, Porsche is just as a mark for the girls. A- AQA. Not necessarily the girls, but for her specifically because... Um, uh, Porsche likes to say that she's her her dra- uh, her her drag her uh, wrestling mom. Basically, uh, she came up 
in one of the training camps and Portia's kind of took her under the wing, uh, under her wing. And uh, so did Bacon because she would hang out with them a lot. And she went through the training camps, went through the actual training with Booker, did a bunch of shows here at the Reality of Wrestling down in uh, um, Texas City. Um, and then she got a tryout with WWE. So she was with WWE in the Performance Center for a little while was uh, – God, I forgot her name. It was it was a kooky ass fucking name, like um, Wendy Chu. No, it was something with the Z, Zeta something. I don't even remember. But and then she got released on that last batch of releases. So I was like, oh, that sucks. And now she she just debuted against uh, uh, Jade Cargill, which was you know a tough day at the office going up against Jade Cargill. But she did. She debuted right there. Yeah, on, moonsault. Well, that shooting star press. Shooting star press pretty. was very pretty. And the fact that she was able to cut a promo that was halfway decent was pretty cool because she apparently wasn't all that great at, at, on promo class. I don't know. Um, Match still took a little bit too long. You could tell that crowd after everything that yeah. they got so far and what was coming at the end. Yeah. They could, and especially if you're gonna follow that up with another with a a, a squash match for like another minute with uh, Serena Deeb. Yeah, they could have trimmed about three or four minutes and not lost that crowd because you could tell yeah. they lost that crowd. Yeah, which is okay because nobody knows who the hell AQA is. But again, this is Houston Wrestling Radio. Hopefully, we have some folks that actually give a shit about like the Houston stuff. So they're going to give a shit about Mace, aka Brennan. They're going to give a shit about Keith Lee. And if you do, then you probably also give a shit about any former ROW people showing up on the main fucking telly. And that's Rock AQA, C too, right? Yeah, Roxy. She she's a, a ROH uh, World Women's Champ. So. Was was she, she dropped it already? Diana oh, Prado has it. Okay, she, uh, she was in uh, the the most recent. Uh, Performance Center camp. Okay. So yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So yeah, I thought that was really, really neat. Uh, and then I think we just touched on it a little bit, but the main event itself, again, Arnold. I think it may have been a little bit too gruesome for your taste because there was a lot of fucking blood. But I loved, loved the psychology of um, uh, Dan Lambert going out there and taking down the top rope so that he couldn't deliver the buckshot lariat. That was fucking brilliant. Brilliant. That was a great fucking way for a manager to try to help his client in in a very crafty, wily way that, damn, it was just so smart. And then the match itself was fucking brutal. Not like deathmatch Nick Gage bullshit, but there was a lot of color. But man, like you said, that that, uh, Blackhawk, the Blackhawk off of the apron onto the stairs where he just bounced and hit the ring pole on his way down. Fuck, man. That was rough. Rough. But Hangman was still able to win it. and it, it, To do the buckshot off the back of the ref was intuitive. Yes. Ingenious. And then onto the table. Yeah. That was cool, man. It was, it was really neat. And I've been seeing, and I don't know if Daniel's still here. Again, I probably pissed off Daniel. Daniel probably never watched the show again, and I'm sorry. But um, Daniel, uh, I think he even said it. Go off the lies. Yeah. I think he even said it here earlier, but like folks have been saying that Hangman's title reign has been lackluster. I'm like, dude, he just won the title. He, yeah, he's had three defenses, two against Daniel Bryan, where you know he uh, uh, went to a time limit, but he actually won this against the Murder Hawk, who has been booked to be this unstoppable monster, and he beat him in his own match. He called the spot, and, and Hangman beat him at his own spot. 
I would say that's a strong showing for a, a, a first-time champ. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. So all these people complaining going into that night saying, oh, they haven't been doing shit with fucking Hangman. What, exhibit B right here. Like if you if you reject Exhibit A about him with, with, with Brian, okay, fine. Exhibit B. How do you how do you uh, bitch on that, huh? How how are you going to complain about that one? Now, the other uh, thing is that, like, if I've seen a lot of people also say, "Oh, Adam Cole, the uh, AEW roster is so bloated that Adam Cole is a mid carder." Adam Cole is undefeated. Yeah, he lost to Orange Cassidy. Yeah, Orange Cassidy is a mid carder. But the record doesn't say that. Nope. If you watch Rampage, which I would imagine some of the haters are probably only watching Dynamite, right? Mm-hmm. But if you watch Rampage, Adam Cole made it very clear. My record is still undefeated. I am still the number one contender. I don't care what that little twerp has to say. That wasn't a sanctioned match. Mm-hmm. You're going to see a different Adam Cole. And he delivered a hell of a promo. Fuck, that promo was awesome. And what happened after the match with the with Murder Kill, Murder, Murder Hawk Monster? Adam Cole. Adam Cole comes out. He grabs the title belt, puts it on Hangman. There you go, buddy. There's your title. Adam Cole's in the main event picture. And this whole shit for the last couple of weeks has been a buildup to him being in the main event picture. He's in the main storyline with... Uh, uh, um. Jay White, the big debut, one of the big debuts, he's there with the Bucks. He's still stirring up shit between the elite. How the hell are you saying that he's a mid-carder? They are focusing on him multiple fucking segments on the on the show. He's... When we get Adam Cole versus former AEW world champ Kenny Omega, you're going to still think of Adam Cole as a mid-carder. And he's definitely not. It's definitely not. The haters are just hating. So, yeah. No, it, it's – I'm loving what they're doing with Adam Cole, and I love that now he's going to challenge against Hangman. This Tuesday. Yes. NXT, Vengeance Day. Vengeance Day. Ooh, yeah. what is this? NXT special. Oh, a premium live event? Something like that. Okay. It's going to be live on USA for free. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, no, a sci-fi. Olympics, doesn't it? Oh, the Olympics, Yes. Creed Brothers versus MSK. Okay. Finals of the Dusty Cup. Give All right. Number. Uh, six. Eight. Okay. Who's winning? Uh, Creed Brothers, because you said they're the new hot shit, and I think MSK is the old toy. I think MSK is going to do it again. Okay, you would know better than me because you've actually been watching the product. Pete Dunne versus Tony D'Angelo in a weaponized steel cage match. Two? <laughs> um... Seven has got Pete Dunne, fool. Yeah, but it's got Tony D'Angelo. Um, now, I haven't seen him wrestle. I stopped watching on on the second episode of 2.0, which basically had the backstage vignette uh, uh, debuting this guy and this character. And I'm like, this is a stupid fucking character. Jeez. They have stupider characters. You may have well just had Antonio Picante and had fucking Chris come out there in a sombrero going, ay, ay, ay. <laughs> Hit him with my cumbia kicks. Yeah, I'm surprised Gino hasn't taken that gimmick from me. Uh, oh, I know, <laughs> Gino. I got Pete Dunne winning. Okay, Pete Dunne, sure. 
Women's tag match. Mm-hmm. Toxic Attraction against Indy Hartwell and Persia Perota. Uh, five? What What the hell is a Persia Perota? I'm pretty sure I'm butchering the last name. Indy Hartwell's best friend. She, you, Candice again, LeRae. She gone. She pregnant. What? She pregnant. Fool, she ain't on TV. Okay. She's I, been off for months. I didn't know. I've been yeah. out for months. <laughs> Toxic Attraction. Indy and Portia. I'm at a uh, six. Okay. Toxic, Toxic attraction. attraction. Yep. Carmelo Hayes against To the Moon. Seven. That just sounds North good. North American on, title. That's well, Seven. That sounds good on paper. Who's the champ? Carmelo. Sure. Carmelo will win it. I don't, what? I don't know. I, I don't... Man. Uh, <sighs> successful defense, I guess? I don't, I'm kind of torn because I like Carmelo Hayes right now. I don't think it's time for him to take the belt, it's to lose the belt. But at the same time, this like natural groundswell of Cameron Grimes from the asshole hick to the cool guy that won the lottery and yeah. big crypto and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got a he's got a catchphrase. He's got a reaction from the audience. He got a solidified turn. Through that feud with LA Knight and the million dollar belt. He's a he is probably an unnoticed remnant of the old NXT. I would I I would want Cameron Grimes to have this belt unless somebody above them thinks that he's ready to debut on Raw or SmackDown the week after WrestleMania. So I'm kinda torn. Like I want All I want to that- see Cameron Grimes win, but at the same time. All of that that you just said is very familiar to me. And that's a bad thing because I stopped watching in October. So you're telling me that all of the shit that's good about Cameron Grimes happened before I stopped watching? So what the fuck has he been doing since I stopped watching? That iron is cold, brother. That iron is cold. You didn't say anything that I didn't recognize. So that if you tells watch Cameron, me if you watch that Cameron tells me Grimes, he ain't done shit. If you watch Cameron Grimes on NXT the last month on television, it ain't cold to the people that are watching it eh. in the arena. Carmelo's got it. Okay, Carmelo's got it. <laughs> Braun Breaker against Santos Escobar for the NXT World Championship. Uh, Breaker's going to keep it, and I'm going to go with the six. I like Santos. Uh, as much as you said that, you know, you have high hopes for him being Vince's new, you know, uh, brown person. Uh, I, that yeah. We'll see what happens if and when he goes to the main roster. It's not going to happen in NXT. Mm. I'm not a eight. Okay. For Breaker Escobar, because I think they can put a good match together. Okay. I mean, you think of King Cuerno and Lucha Underground, and he wrestled some guys that were bigger than him yeah. and made it look fucking good. Yes. Yes, he did. So as long as there aren't too many cooks in the kitchen, I think they can do something really good. Okay. Especially if they're ending the show. I love the gimmick as a whole. I'm starting to like them individually also. Who? In Legado. Oh. I still don't think they're that tonight, that this week, this month is the time that they can dethrone Braun. They're okay. Gonna, they're going to put all the jet fuel on Braun. And, yeah. And shoot him somewhere. I don't know. That's it. That's Vengeance Day. Okay, cool. The next day on Dynamite. Oh, motherfucker. No DQ. Mercedes Martinez. Thunder Rosa. Numero. Nine. Wow. 
Nine. <laughs> so, Mar- Mercedes Martinez debuted, unbeknownst as a hired gun by Britt Baker, to tarnish the record so that she could continue dodging Thunder Rosa? That's smart. That's brilliant. And I would I You love mean it. a dweeb came up with that? A dweeb came up oh with that. Oh my it. god. Yeah. We're not hurting anybody's feelings in that Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we went from having at least one loyal fan to having zero loyal fans. Um yeah. Just no. one loyal host. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Arnold, for being in the chat. Um yeah, man. I I think this is the first time that in AEW you've seen somebody try to manipulate the standings for their benefit, not for themselves, but for somebody else. I think that's mwah, chef's kiss. I brilliant. I love it. And I love the interaction afterwards where the person hiring the hitman scolds the hitman for not doing the job the right way. What? I took her out. I hit her in the head. No. You gave her a win. We needed <laughs> you to give her a loss. <laughs> you know? Like, oh, so I'm very interested to see what's going to happen in this match. Yeah. Very interested. Um, and I can't believe it, but I'm interested in Mercedes Martinez. Because, like, I think Mercedes Martinez has been a little overhyped. You know? She's one of NXT did her dirty by giving her that fucking Mortal Kombat getup. Yeah, and and I wasn't that impressed at the Mae Young Classic. I I, I thought she was good. I didn't think like she was the next coming, right? Obviously, because she ain't on Raw SmackDown now. Yeah, but uh, as a hired goon who doesn't give a fuck, and it's like hired goons. She's a hired goon. (laughs) I love it. 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 I'm at a nine too. Okay, and you know what? Fuck it. If you're going to give me Britt Baker, I think I, I think I had this conversation last year. If you're going to give me Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa at all out, yeah. you got to find a way to stretch this out. Yes. So I've got Mercedes beating Thunder Rosa, fucking with the record and having Thunder Rosa give her her comeuppance in the next couple of months. Yeah. And then find her way back into the main picture. So where Britt Baker eventually drops the strap. In a DQ. Mm-hmm. So, Mercedes will actually get the win. Somehow, Thunder gets disqualified, but uh, not in like a heel way where she snuck around and did something. Maybe she just lost her cool and she wouldn't let up on the referee's five No, it's no DQ, fool. Oh, it is no DQ. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. Oh, man. I don't know, man. (laughs) But I can't predict it. And that's a good thing. You know, because dweebs know how to fool other dweebs. (laughs) <laughs> inner Circle versus Inner Circle. Santana and Ortiz against Jericho and Hager. Eight. I would probably be at a nine or a ten if it wasn't for Hager. Because um, he's just, he's in he's the just cut. there. He's in the cut chilling. He's just there. If it was more like Sammy That's what and I was they thinking. delayed this whole Sammy getting pissed off, y'all, you figure it out. And, they, they delayed and Jake that? be the ref. Jericho and Sammy as the team and yeah. Jake Reffin. Yeah, like that could have been it, you know? Um, I, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, there, there's a lot of different possibilities. I like that the, the, the pot is getting stirred. I like that we might be breaking up the inner circle. Um, 
because AEW, I guess I do admit, their roster's a little bloated. But they've also, they've been bloated on factions. And Jericho, he's been good as a face. Everybody's singing along to Judas. I get it. But at some point, you got to let Jericho do what Jericho does, which is be a heel. And I... Well, as a heel, we were singing the song anyway. Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we sang it, and then we boot the fuck out of it. Yeah. We cheered for like three seconds, yeah. and then we boot the fuck out of it. And I see, I don't really like Eddie Kingston, and I don't really think he's a babyface either, but the fact that Jericho said it, like, you weren't even the two best members of LAX. <laughs> and then Jake pulled out the phone like oh, he was about to call Hernandez. Fuck, dude. <laughs> So if we, now so I don't I don't want to see Hernandez and Homicide on AEW because you know Hernandez has pretty much been blackballed. But right? a six but, man Kingston, yeah, LAX against Hager, yeah. Guevara, and Jericho. Yeah. And what's really really interesting about all this is that this has been all revolved around Eddie Kingston, but Eddie Kingston's been nowhere to be found. Eye injury. Yeah, I know, yeah. but, but that still makes it for an interesting story. Yeah. It helps drag things yeah, out. Yeah, because it's like, where is this motherfucker? Is he just watching from home? Is he just going to let it play out? Or is he going to show up at the very end be like, this is my plan all along, bitches. Boom. Take out the inner circle. You know what? LAX is back. And we get LAX 2.0. You know, in, in AEW, that's a forbidden door if i ever seen one. To actually have impact allow AEW to use LAX as a as a IP. So in the six man, wow. Conan comes out to Team Jericho. Yeah, and, oh, then, you, oh, and oh. then you get fucking Martinez coming out with the <laughs> fucking huge ass titties. Yeah, <laughs> Shelly Martinez. Oh, yeah. Oh. Ah, we're almost done. It's fake as fuck titties, man. Oh, no. Hey, <laughs> they it still work. I mean, they stay put. Let's let's put a little more Houston in Houston Wrestling Radio before we walk out the door. All right. What you up to? All right. So um, I shared this uh, last week. The first episode of UPW on Clear Life Media uh, was out. And that was our uh, event that we had in Santa Fe, Texas. In the nice, big, pretty, brand new um, fire department that they have. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous uh, venue. Um, so you could watch that on YouTube. Uh, just uh, on YouTube, search Undisputed Pro Wrestling. And it should be on the channel for Clear Life Media. That's the... the uh, company that's doing the recording for us now it's no longer that max sports tv or whatever it's clear life media they do other stuff besides our thing they do like uh combat sports and things like that oh, nice. so if you go to their channel you're going to see a bunch of other stuff besides upw that's why just search undisputed pro wrestling so you could watch that first episode on there now this past weekend um uh upw had their their second taping i guess you could say um and it was in the nights of the columbus uh hall here in pasadena texas uh, uh and it was recorded that uh recording isn't out yet I, they're still doing their editing and splicing it together i'd imagine it would come out sometime this week if not next week so keep tuned to the facebook page for undisputed pro wrestling or my facebook page because i'll share it once it comes out and you can watch it there um so yeah now on november november February the 19th, we got DZW coming up. Uh, Sebi is back. 
Sebi's back. He's going to be trying to take out Romeo, the man that he was trying to attack when his arm broke. Um, and there's a lot of beef there to settle between Sebi and Romeo. David Dubron is still the DZW heavyweight champion. Um, so, yeah, you want to definitely come check it out. That's uh, Saturday the 19th uh, in Brookshire, Texas, DZW. Uh, I think I'm announcing that event. I'm pretty sure I am. I haven't gotten full confirmation as far as the scheduling goes uh, because I missed two months ago because of COVID and then I missed last month because of Undisputed was on the same night. So They replaced you well, they with me! Ah! They replaced me for two nights and I'm just waiting for the confirmation. It's like, hey, I'm actually available this one and I, I think I'm going to be it, but I just haven't officially gotten the... the, the coronation so to speak oh you can always go back to djing at the titty bar <laughs> right ring announcing upw xpw g dane the titty bar you were on a podcast earlier yes i was uh this tell past our friends week. about that yes our our good friends uh uh aaron and chris foreman uh, they have their own little podcast. It's more of a pop culture podcast than it is just a straight up wrestling. It's called Front Row Negative. Uh, so you definitely want to check that out. Uh, I was on this past episode that they just released this past week, uh, where we talked about guess what, Royal Rumble. Uh, we also talked a little bit about Peacemaker and the Halo um, TV series. Uh, the new trailer dropped, so we wanted to talk a little bit about that. So make sure you go over there, give it a listen, give them a like. Uh, look for it wherever you get your podcast. It's not on YouTube. It's not a, a video show like ours. It's just straight up audio. Um, but again, front row negative. Boom. I think that's it. That's it. That's the show. Are we done? Yeah. All right, then. Adios, my friends. Keep it classy. I'm sorry, Daniel. Come back. Come back, baby. I didn't mean it, baby. Damn it. I've been watching. Damn it, Daniel. He I've really been, didn't respond after been, all that shit. Like, been, I think I pissed him off. I've been watching Futurama for six seasons and four movies. Yes. And you've made it abundantly clear. You do not sound like Bender at all. I do you not sound act like, like him all you want. You are not. No, we're not biting your shiny metal anything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure if they offered you the, vo- the, the voice, you'd probably do it. Yes, I would do it. <laughs> I'm 40% Bender. <laughs> so I lost my collective shit at work in the bathroom when I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw that they were that Hulu was bringing back mm-hmm. they ordered 28? 20. 20 episodes. 20 episodes. Again. Yes. Of trauma. Like they they've been killed more times than Family Guy. Yes. Four, right? This this would be their fourth comeback. If they get killed again, this will be their yeah. fourth death. Fox killed them. Then Comedy Central Comedy killed, Central them. Kind of killed them. And then, and then, but didn't they make the um, movies? Car- they- Cartoon Network. Oh, uh, the the movies came in between uh, Comedy Central and, and Cartoon uh, Fox. Network. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Cartoon Network, and then where yeah. they were doing re- reruns on Adult Swim. Yeah, but that wasn't new episodes. The new episodes was Cartoon Network, I believe. So they announced yeah. everyone except, except John DiMaggio to play Bender. Um, there's a little bit of wiggle room. There's a little bit of ambiguity there because it said not yet. They they're finalizing, trying, and they're not doing anything right now. And right now, the John, show's not coming out till next year right. anyway. And then John DiMaggio himself just said on Twitter, like, "Hey, I've been hearing you, whatever. Thanks for the love and support." And like, that's pretty much it. So he didn't. But say, 
one Fuck way, y'all. one way or the other. So I don't know. I want my Bender spinoff. Damn it! It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of funny that like the character that they used for the the announcement was Bender. Like it was Bender on roller skates with a flame coming out of his ass that says "We're back, baby," and he's not the one that's back. <laughs> but. I lost my shit also at work when I saw this because Futurama is my favorite TV show of all time, period. Mm -hmm. Not my favorite animated show, my favorite TV show of all time. I love, 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 love Futurama. Um, I I was at work trying to not freak out because nobody else at work really knows. We have one guy that works for the company that works in San Antonio that likes Futurama a lot. So that's the only person I was able to message. I was like, oh my God, Ryan, check this out. We had in fucking Futurama. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I know. And like, I, I shit you not when I saw it. Because I was in the bathroom. Because that's when I actually get to look at stuff on my phone when I'm at work. I, I was in the bathroom and I saw it. I damn near broke down into tears when I saw it. Because at first I was like, this isn't real. Wait. Oh my god. It's real. It's real. It's real. Holy shit, they're coming back again. Oh my god, this is so awesome. I'm freaking out. Freaking out. Because I'm a dweeb. And then you <laughs> remembered that they ended the entire series on an upper. Yeah. That's how you end the series. Yeah. By going back to the beginning. Yeah. So now, in hindsight, now that the dopamine's gone and you've pissed it all out, where are you at? Marvel, baby! <laughs> Fucking retcon that shit out the ass and say it's a different universe. That's all you gotta do. No. Fucking multiverse of fucking Bender. That's no. all you gotta do. I don't care. No. I'm interested. I want to see what it is. I get it that you put a good fucking bow on it, but you've had... Other season finales before where you said, all right, this is yep. done. And you're like, okay, I'm good. I'm, I'm okay with this. So the four movies again. kind of made it another and the ending. Too, yeah, yeah, I'm okay with it. So yeah, Marvel has taught me you can say, you know what? Tommy McGuire's back. Andrew Garfield's back. You know what? They were all together because they were in different universes. Okay, great. I'm on board. My expectation is pretty much this. I need a Donald Trump head in a jar against the wall of presidents. Like, half of this entire new season is going to be them dogging on Donald Trump. Oh, and my bringing God. bringing up a pandemic. Oh. Like, oh, the, 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 fucking, <laughs> the fucking vaccine is like eight cans of slurm. Like, I'm expecting some crazy-ass shit. Okay. And then Joe Biden with, like, a fucking Trans Am sticker yeah. on the back of his jar. Okay. <laughs> you remember the episode, the Blurns Ball episode? Yes. Where uh, Leela is, like, explaining Blur, Bur, Blurns Ball to Fry, and Fry's like... You didn't need to jazz up baseball. It was baseball. And then, like, all this crazy shit happens. Oh, so they jazzed it up. That's, <laughs> that's going to be me with these 20 episodes from Hulu. You didn't need to bring back a fucking Futurama. Oh, oh they, they jazzed it up. up. <laughs> that's going to be me. No, the episode where they find out where Slurm comes from. And, like, oh, God, it's coming out of the slug's ass, right? Like, oh, man. But I'm thirsty. <laughs> I could get to it if it wasn't for these arms. These arms are the fucking haters. That's what these arms are. If I could cut off the haters, I could enjoy my fucking slurm being Futurama. Yeah, that, that's what I want. Give me more. Give me more. 
give me more. I'm not gonna hate on it until I watch it, and, and if it sucks, it sucks, and I'll be watch until about that. the end. Yes, I don't, will. Don't don't Dude, stop at episode three. I, Dude, this, I reckon okay. the last run of of, of of the last like was it two seasons of Futurama that they brought back? Mm -hmm. It was fucking gold, dude. I loved something. Yeah, it was like the first season of Comedy Central was the one that wasn't yeah. that great. But then it was like, oh, okay, it got better. Um, but Baby Bender, that's it. Baby Bender was good. Yeah. Um, the the goat <laughs> like. What? The Mr. Chunks. Yeah, oh, it comes out both sides. Yeah, it's like whatever comes out of one end, we feed to the other. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude, I am so fucking down. I am. Oh man, um, until I see that it sucks, I'm not going to be unexcited. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to be a hater. I am going to be fully erect for that. And as the only show. Besides Breaking Bad that I've seen front to finish multiple times. I've seen Breaking Bad three times front to front to back of not Better Call Saul. I've watched some of Better Call Saul. Um, I've watched Futurama front to back four times. This right now has given me the itch to watch it front to back again. all seasons again before I, uh, before it comes out. So it's like, oh, I've got I, all of it saved in my uh, iTunes. Oh, so, dude, I am yeah. so, my mind is blown, man. <laughs> you're getting the, you're oh, getting the antsies. <laughs> and with that, get the hell out of here. All right, let's go. Uh, Oh, that was good shit, man. That was good shit. <laughs> I think I did fucking piss him off. I said, dude, oh, I wouldn't be surprised if we pissed him off. I, and I and I told him I'm not trying to piss him off. This is a conversation that a lot of people might are wanting to have. Like, yeah, where does it end? Yeah. And I was genuinely curious. That's why I was like, I'm surprised that he mentioned in the chat because I didn't even look. I just I had that in my nose. Like, when are we gonna stop? Like, how many more people? Yeah. You already got enough G.I. Joe's. You don't need any more. You have G.I. Joe's at home. That's what those people sound like. <laughs> but man, I want that his tank. Yes. It's a new Cobra Commander with the new helmet. You already have Cobra Commander. 